Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. As your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week, guys, it's the last day of July. I mean, it feels like it's been a long month. It has. <laughs> it has. It's been a long month. Uh, a few people sick here, a few people sick there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Corey, let me ask you this. What was longer, this month or like December <laughs> leading into uh, January? Yeah. I knew you were going to ask that. That one, that one was yeah, forever. Yeah, that was forever. What's also not forever is your host, your legend. Thank God. We just almost done. It's a shelf life. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's not forever. It's not forever. <laughs> but I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database. Corey Mack. Why, hello there. Nice to see y'all. The ch- 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 chosen one, Mike. Boobal. That's enough. <laughs> Bring it back, baby. I didn't mean to sound like Apparently, I was going to be your southern neighbor, uh, <laughs> Lucius Q. Culpepper. I do declare. <laughs> I do declare at your service. I'm happy to be here. Uh, to be fair. Do you happen to, to have any sweet tea? Uh, to be fair. To be fair. That's enough. <laughs> That's what I appreciate about you, Joe. Is that what you appreciate about me? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> that meme I sent? The third man? Yeah, it was awesome. That was fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's go to WCW Monday Nitro, July 31st of the year 2000. We're in Cincinnati, Ohio. I, before you boo, that's some balls. To even attempt to come back to this arena after after you gave them sold out 2000, that's some balls. I don't care if time has passed. No, that's the show Cincinnati deserves. <laughs> fuck Cincinnati. I mean, fuck Joe Burrow. <laughs> fuck the Bengals. I mean, go Rams. Fuck a doc. Fuck a clock. I don't have any emotional attachment to Cincinnati, but I mean, I don't know. No hate one should. It. I don't know it. I've never been there. I know that Pete Rose loves it, so that's a reason to hate it. Yep. But, I mean, Pete Rose loves underage girls, so do not love Cincinnati. There it is. Commentary team is one, Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, Scott Hudson. However, we started off with it uh, in memory of Golden Sol- uh, Gordon, Gordon Soley. Soley. Yeah, the... The voice of the, WCW. The dean of professional wrestling, uh, the greatest announcer of all time, uh, until, Jim Ross until Jim Ross took it over. Although yeah. Jim Ross himself tried like hell to not... At the beginning, uh, for the first like ten years after his death, he really tried to to keep it Gordon. He would, well, that's that's ended quickly. Yeah, uh, but now, yeah, uh, it is Jim Ross. You can't say it's not. I mean, who who in their right mind could, could honestly say that Jim Ross isn't the greatest announcer in sports and uh, in wrestling history? A certain savior. I almost said sports entertainment. God damn it! Help oh, me they now, got Zed. You. Got him. Oh they my got god! You. He thought he was out. They brought him back <laughs> no. in. Um. No, that's not good. Um, <laughs> Gordon Soley loved his his drinks. Uh, there were a couple times where the camera guy was a little too fast for old Gordon and went back to the announce table with the drink still in his hand, putting it underneath the table. I was shocked that, A, I thought he died way later than this and yeah. how young he was. He was barely 70. Yeah, I mean, that's he wasn't crazy. Really young, I thought he was way older than that. But he was one of those, you know, a couple packs of cigarettes and, I mean, drinking in the morning. Those TV shows were filmed in the AM. Yeah. And he was already drinking. Um, Smoking doors then. <laughs> and he was doing, uh, let's see, he started with football, like college football, high school football. And I think that's where uh, Eddie Graham found him because he started in Florida. Uh, in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. He was the voice of Florida, and for years, Florida was the NWA. 
You talking about the NWA? You talked about Florida. Uh, so now, and then he went. He was the voice of Georgia Championship Wrestling when uh, TBS went to cable in the eighties. Superstation. Yep, the Superstation WTBS. That people, in fact, all the Southern people would call it Gordon Soley's Wrestling. Where's Gordon Soley's Wrestling? When uh, Black Black uh, Black Saturday, when when WF took it over, yeah, people would call the hotline. Where's Gordon Soley's Wrestling? Goddamn, pal. Yeah, that's how that's how attached to the product he was. Um, I don't know where he stands now on the list of wrestling announcers all time. Maybe number two. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Two is probably fair. I'd put Lance Russell above him. I think he's better, but it's a different type. Uh, he's more reactionary and talking about the stories. But of course, Josh Matthews, of course, better. Oh, sure. George Matt, Josh Matthews, Matt number Stryker. one. Matt Stryker, number two. Let's get this straight. Um, Byron Saxon, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, that was a shit show. American Gladiator himself. Mike, yeah. Mike Adamley. Mike Adamley. That that was a shit show announced team for Saudi yesterday. I just want to throw that out. Uh, so let's, yeah. <laughs> Gordon Soley's a legend. Um, think about this. Hey, think about for a short time in nine or for a short time. It was an entire two years. Uh, in 1990, WCW had Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Gordon Soley, and Lance Russell. It's a little weird, right? It's too much. It's like, are you fucking? <laughs> and like, and then like randomly, like Ventura was there. Yeah, Ventura randomly showed and up. Funk yeah. and just like they had so many all-time great announcers that Lance Russell Come was on. doing the D show. As we say, as we say nowadays, like AEW is the current WCW. The fact, like, look at all the announcers they have. <laughs> right. It's just like, okay, they're not on the same level, but their namesake is like you know them. They're good. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, they literally had one through three on the greatest of all time, and then Tony, who was still young, but still well-known. Mm-hmm. And then they also had Bob Cottle still, and then they had, for color guys, they had Michael Hayes and Terry Funk and I mean, Kevin Sullivan, guys who knew their shit. I mean, the, Jim Cornette was a great announce team in mm-hmm. 1990. The, the product uh, they were giving us at the time didn't deserve that announced quality, I'll tell you <laughs> that much. Facts. Uh, let's start the show off with a recap, and they do, like, the voiceover, how... Booker T is a dedicated athlete who someone should look up to. Booker T is a fighting champion. Uh, you so know, there's Jeff Jarrett. I get the need to do this, but they're coming on a bit thick. Uh, yes. <laughs> Too thick. Yeah. Uh, pe- and then you know, they it's bring like, up uh, people going after Booker. Uh, the Steiners, Jarrett, Goldberg, Mike Awesome. Um, took a weird downturn there at the end. <laughs> well, he was, in the, he was in the credits. <laughs> St- Steve... <laughs> It's a steep drop between two and three. They're yeah, right. <laughs> uh, You know, like Booker T may be hurt, but he will fight. No other injured wrestler will wrestle. Like that's how they've been putting it. Like, claim. And I'll be honest. Actually, and that company makes sense. They have guaranteed contracts. Uh, my wrist hurts a little. I'm just not coming in. I'm out for six weeks. I, yeah. I, I gotta say, I'm kind of getting like somewhat tired. Of Booker's first run right now already because of the fact it's just like I get it you're pushing him to the moon but in my mind they're over pushing with the he's the people's champion now we just had DDP as the people's champion for WSW two, not, to not too long ago other show has the a, other show yeah, yeah. it's it's overkill yeah. I, I get that they feel they need to since Hogan's gone Nash isn't there all the time you turn Goldberg Hill Sting's doing part time shit so you need a strong number one baby face. And I understand but holy that. Hell, that can't be Scott Steiner yeah. ever in life. <laughs> yeah. But holy hell, man. It's, you're, you're really pouring it on thick. Yeah. It's just throwing it down in your throat. So I'm like, Little I'm known fact, Booker T doesn't sleep. He spends his nights <laughs> saving enslaved children from Mexican yeah. cartels. But right? only the ones that are in burning buildings. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, we see earlier today Booker T arriving to the arena with his wife, as his wife's telling him that uh, not to come, uh, not to go out there, but he says he has to. And so, then, and in my notes, I have if you have him showing up, to, if you if she's the one driving him to the arena, why drive to the I arena? I was like, the, don't bring him yeah, to the show. Don't bring him to the show. Don't worry about the fact. You, you, you never mind that. Okay. Man, I just, every time I see her, I just feel like this is an Aunt Viv situation. Like, we're just going to switch and we're just going to pretend like it's not the same person. Like, <laughs> I know it's not, but, like, I just get Aunt Viv vibes. Right? Roughly so. He definitely <laughs> traded up. He did. Uh, but, but, yeah. Kiwi, though. I, oh, Jesus. Like, uh, you like the name change? But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, that's on the midweek. Uh, but, yeah, it's just like, I mean, we all have the same idea. It was like, I don't want you to go out there. You're the one driving the damn car. Just take a left, and you're going back home. I would have loved if that like someone like said that to her, and she's like, "Huh? huh. I didn't think about that." <laughs> damn. Uh, uh, Tony starts it off. Uh, Booker T will not be arriving tonight because his wife won't let him leave the uh, hotel. It still wouldn't be the the most unbelievable reason someone was not there. Yeah, his wife wouldn't let him. All right. Okay. Uh, we got Ricky the Dragon's like, I know. <laughs> Steve-O's like, I feel you, brother. I feel you, brother. Uh, we, Book T goes to the ring to have it. We get a promo from him. Um, people think, he says that people think he's crazy, <laughs> that he's out in the ring while he has an injured knee. But Booker T says that he will wrestle Sting tonight if Sting wants to. And it's once again, it's one of those things of, didn't the cat make that announcement on Thunder? <laughs> it's in my notes. They literally announced it on Thunder. But he's giving Sting an out. We don't have, we're going to fight. Unless you don't want to, Sting. But commentary's like, Who will they? say no? Real Estate Steve. <laughs> he, has a, he has a big uh, showing tonight. Real Estate Steve, like, book, I don't think you're good. Plus, I have a three-story house in downtown Atlanta. I got a show. I got a show. <laughs> but it's like commentary's playing off. Like, they free, like mostly Shivani playing it off. Like, you you were there. You were there when the well, cat announced it. Russo comes from that other company yep. where they are. You're Forget a complete it. moron if you watch wrestling. So... Because, yeah, commentary is wondering if it, the that's match true. will happen. The cat announced it on Thunder. You know, that's a good point, because WWE didn't used to do this shit. Yeah. No. And now all of a sudden, it's like... Will he? Yeah. Pound it over your head, like, oh, yeah. Uh, Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett comes out. Jeff Jarrett says there won't be a title match tonight against uh, Sting, because it will be between him and Booker. Uh, Jarrett uh, also says that he'll win the title at New Blood Rising. Booker T does his rhyme game again, and let's say that he says, let's do it, as then they begin to brawl. I know you guys hate, like, the 20-minute, like, Triple H McMahon promos. At least they're good at them. Booker T is garbage as a promo. Yes. He definitely got... He takes up about the same amount of time, and it goes less than nowhere with him. He definitely gets better as the years go on. This is is terrible to watch. This isn't 2003, 2004 Booker. This is, like, yeah. Do you think this is... Is this Booker that still needs a, a mouthpiece? Do you think Booker could no, I think, at this time or no? I think he needed more practice. I think physically he was ready yeah. to be the main event. Yeah, Harlem Heat didn't cut promos. Yeah. They did it during the camera at the camera while they're walking Three, down the ramp. Two years ago he was ready for the main event level, but you didn't put him there and you didn't let him ever cut promos. He was just the wrestling guy that had a good match every week. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to give him promo time. And then all of a sudden you stick him at the champ because you needed a black champion all of a sudden. And, uh, hey, uh, oh, shit, yeah, we, he didn't get promo time ever. No. Well, fuck. So they begin to brawl, however, then the lights go out. Here comes Sting. Sting comes out in a ski mask. Uh, he d- hits a stinger splash, 
I thought it, it turned to thunder for a minute. Is this the real Sting? Uh, as he tosses Jarrett outside the ring, and then Sting takes off the mask, and boys, he's fine. Well, you know it's the real Sting when they're not wearing a bunch of other layers. As Sting, well, because he comes out wearing his whole outfit. Like, plus, the, no uh, jacket, just the jump. plus. I can tell his moves. Yeah, in my sleep. Yeah, yeah, no, his he's very he's he's very particular. But I also learned that uh, real estate Steve isn't stupid. He figured out this uh, this taking my place thing works both ways. So later on tonight, it's Chris Harris showing that house in Atlanta. Uh, He's gonna try to close it for him. He's well, got a suit and everything. Since back back then, they used to do the uh, you know work the gimmick outside the gimmick and. Bizarre. He has to wear the ski mask during his showings, right? and he's like, Harris, take it. You got it. Yep. Uh, Sting then tells Booker if he's still up for the match tonight, he accepts. Uh, Jarrett ter- tells Booker and Sting that if they want a show, they can get one. It's called Slap Nuts Theater. As then Jarrett pulls Booker T's wife over the guardrail and then smacks her with the guitar over the back of the head to break it. <laughs> I and, then, I and then runs off. I thought it was great. Oh, I was, was a fantastic. fan of Slap Nuts Theater. <laughs> I love it. That was fantastic. <laughs> so first I was like, that was a weird way to do that. Then I was like, oh, because you can't want to swing a guitar at the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure she's in the barrier which, and then hit her. <laughs> which it hit me too. Like after I'm like, after like a little bit, I'm like, why? I'm like, okay, she's going to get hit. But why like that? I'm like, oh, it's because of the chunks of guitar going into the crowd. <laughs> My eye. Little Billy has an eye infection Jeff now. Jarrett's not stupid. Steiner on the other hand. No, Steiner would, yeah. He's just throwing the entire guitar into the crowd. Or the, or the lead pipe. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, uh, we cut. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was the best part of the promo. Yes, it was. It was. We cut backstage with Book T telling, getting his wife in an ambulance. Has Sting's like, hey, go with your wife. And Book's like, no, no, I have a match tonight. And it's like, no, go with your wife. I'll get revenge on Jeff for you. That was nice of him. It's like they modeled John Cena after 2000 Booker T. No, I will stay and fight. I'm the champ. I, I, it's my responsibility. I must do it above all. I will never stop. You, your it. wife is like in a coma right now. I got that's fine. I don't think that would bother Cena. No, wouldn't. John Cena's a weird guy. Well, he would be married though. Hey, either. he's fantastic and peacemaker. Tell you that right now. Yeah, but as a human, like I, I don't think he's a bad human. I just think he's. A I don't weird think he's. Human. I don't think he's human. I think. He's I don't a, think he's human. I, I think he's I, a robot. I think he just does what he does, and then he goes home and recharges himself. He's a sentient robot. Yep. He's he's proving that they're taking over. What we're proving also is a thunder recap of Canyon Canyon cutting former WCW Tag Team Champion Judy Bagwell. This leads to our first match of the night as it's Buff Bagwell with Judy Bagwell, former WCW Tag Team Champion, who they each get their entr- entrance now. Yeah, that... Excuse me? Yeah, uh, Buff comes uh, out, does his pyro stick, and then Judy comes out after. I'd want, I Okay, I have to admit, I would mark out and laugh my ass off if she got the pyro stick. Too. That'd be amazing. She should have came out to Hogan's like, music. Uh, How great would that have been? That'd have been a, She's got the red, white, and blue running through his veins. That why? Oh my! Why didn't they? Because if because they don't want to draw attention to the whole Hogan's stuff. That's there. true. Lawsuit. Or 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 she comes out to American males. Yeah, American <laughs> males. She's all clapping above her head with the necklace. If you song. want to come, I want to uh, Well, she goes to commentary as uh, Buffs taking on Big Vito. Uh, I did not know this was match was happening this soon. It's quite the famous match. But actually. at New Blood Rising, it'll be Buff Bagwell versus Canyon on a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. That's right. Yep. <sighs> a pole match. And if Canyon wins, she's his Kimberly. 
If he needs a Kimberly. Yep. Uh, so they bring up in the match how I, I, yes, I they don't know. they bring I, they bring up in the match how uh, Buff can't focus, and that he all, all he can think about is Canyon. Did you hear the Scott Hudson remark? What he said. Well, I don't know. I, I'm trying. I mean, phrase it the way I think he said. He said that Canyon is hiding, or he says that little fruitcake. Is hiding and won't be a real man to take on Buff. He did say that. Called yeah. him a fruitcake. Uh, yeah. That's bro. Uh, that's unfortunate. That's bro. Come on. Um. So like during the whole match, Buff is focused on Judy as he has to. Uh, you know, look. He always looks and sees. Oh, there's someone by my mom. I go see who it is. Um, Vito climbs to the top turnbuckle and Buff runs off the ropes, but Vito doesn't fall. So Buff just has to stand there to shake the ropes to then Vito do the splits. Well, I mean, on a normal man, that might hurt, but on Vito, he's got all that extra padding. Yeah. Uh, then Buff, that thick enough. Buff no. hits a big uh, superplex on Big Vito, then a double arm DDT. Buff's going for the blockbuster until Buff notices the cameraman by Judy. Uh, uh, but he freaks out because he thinks it's Canyon, but it's a guy with a buzz cut, so there's no way that was Canyon. I mean, Buff Bagwell isn't exactly the class GED like uh, uh, scholar. Yeah, like he's a cowboy, four angels. Cowboy. I'm cowboy. not surprised he's over. I mean, we're this storyline makes sense. He's overprotective of his mom. I mean, he yeah. is the guy that shot his own father at 18 for beating up his mom. That's true. So. Uh, but she paid him back le- by shaving his nuts. <laughs> At least the storyline's legit. <laughs> <laughs> Long term. Uh, Buff goes, come, tries to go back in the ring and do a sunset flip, but Vito catches him and rolls Buff up for the win. A lot of... This is a kind of an infamous match, and I didn't... I knew it was coming up because he almost quit. Buff Bagwell. He almost walked out Damn it. that night. Because he didn't want a job? Uh, well, yeah, but... Uh, I, I kind of see his point here. Although, what happens after and booking-wise, I see Russo's point. Bagwell's point was, why am I jobbing to Big Vito? He's not even on the pay-per-view we're pubbing two weeks from now. I am. Because you're a loser. That's the have, whole point of the storyline. How about... Well, his thought process was, have me job to a guy who's at least going to be on the pay-per-view. A guy we're pushing. We're de-pushing Vito. That was his thought process. Which I understand from the worker point of view. But what happens after the match and all that, and, and the stuff that happened in the match, I get Russo's booking. It this one isn't bad. Yeah. It, make, it, it makes sense. It makes sense that your paranoid your mom that you love so much gets kidnapped two weeks ago. Canyon cut her a week ago, so you're on you know high alert. And I get that. But well, so, well, let's just call this too. And she was abducted. Yep. She was beat up. Yep. You didn't kill the dad when you shot him. You suck at protecting your mom. He does. And the brother. And too. the brother, Yeah, too. where's Johnny Bagwell? There's four brothers in all. Where the fuck? You guys yeah. suck. You guys suck. But anyway, he didn't want a job and almost walked out. And that was a big deal What if he did? Damn. What I if he did? Right? Oh, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have meant a damn what, thing. What, what, what if, he, if he would? The invasion angle would have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he would probably been on Team WWE. Uh, no, he would have gotten that match that ruined the whole angle. He was he was absolutely the only guy responsible for tanking the invasion angle. So thanks, Buff. Uh, we go backstage with the cat as one Kiwi shows up. 
Kiwi wants a match with the artist tonight. And the cat's like, man, you're the wardrobe man. This is going to make my shirt so good. Yeah. Uh, Kiwi threatens to hit the cat with a slipper, and the cat laughs at him. And then Kiwi slaps the cat with the slipper. And he still laughs. And he still laughs. Like, you can't uh, wash that slipper? It was dirty on those. Jesus. It was really dirty. Uh, he keep, cats keeps laughing until Kiwi snaps and tosses everything off the cat's table. Which, by the way, I'm starting to love, and I love this idea, of the cat's table always getting messed up. And he's like, Oh, I love what happens on the midweek. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck this, I'll do it myself. Uh, uh, he tosses everything and yells and that he wants a match with the artist and the cat's like fine you got it yes you, you sure then we go to Pamela with Canyon as she's gonna uh, as she brings up that uh, what, what uh, about Judy Bagwell what if she doesn't want to be your Kimberly and he's like well bro if she doesn't want to be my Kimberly she's gonna feel the bang bro ooh gross uh, Pamela <laughs> said He's a fruitcake, remember? That's He's a fruitcake. Pamela says that she doesn't like the fact that the way uh, Canyon's been canyon-cutting women. Or you don't do. You don't do. And then she's like, then he's about to canyon-cut <laughs> Pamela, but then Mean Gene's like, hey, get out of here. And then the camera pans. Because Mean Gene can't yeah, take a bomb. Of course. But it turns out that one canyon, canyon-cutted Mean Gene. Old horny Mean Gene. Is this Mean Gene's first Bump, bump. As hang on, hang on. As a backstage announcer, I know on the Saturday on the uh, retro, we did a Saturday Night Main Event that he was supposed to be teaming with Hogan. I was gonna say he has had a match as a teammate of Hogan's. As I a, don't know if he took a bump in that match. A, to be honest, but, I haven't watched it in years. But is this his, is this his first bump as a announcer? I like you know so. what I mean? Like yeah. oh, what just happened? Because that never happened in, in WWF other than the Hogan tag, and which was brilliant because they were. In Minneapolis, mm-hmm. I think this is it. I, and this it's is a phantom per- bump. There's the pole vault. There's the pole vaulting bumps in the in the uh, you know in the dressing room with Flair and the women. But uh, and there was the bump on uh, Bash the Beach '96 where he got hit in the face with garbage. Yeah, he that. no sold that. Yep. Yeah, but like the uh, called his lawyers though. It, it's more the first we're planning this opinion. bump. We're it's a planned pump. You know. Uh, Bump. Uh, then we come back. It's from a commercial break. As backstage, as Pamela's calling Buff over to show him what just happened. Buff, look what they did to Mean Gene. Oh, what happened? Why would Buff care? Yeah, All right. That's my first thought. Was he's, he was NWO? He cares about himself. Then he can't even protect his mom when Mean Gene's on the list. Then Buff decides to take it to be the one man uh, yeah. hero and runs, and he finds Canyon about to Canyon cut another woman in the hallway. <laughs> I really, I mean. I, this is terrible, I mean, but I just really want to watch uh, Nitro where he just randomly finds women and just canyon gives them ca- canyon cutters for no reason. But then, but when they get up, they turn around. And Jeff Jarrett hits them with a guitar. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, but he finds Canyon and Buff Canyon cuts Canyon. Well, he gives them the other hook DDT that yeah. Buff uses, yeah, and then goes bang, yeah. which I did find funny. Like finally, someone got to him, but yeah. unfortunately, it was Bagwell. I was like, yeah. who does that movie that move worse, Mick Foley or Buff Bagwell? Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Uh, then our, let's go to our next match. Speaking of worse, the artist with Paisley versus Kiwi. However, the artist comes out, and I thought it, and the commentary team said it. He looks like someone from the village people. Comes out wearing a leather uh, vest, and I well, think they're on they're on a bender tonight, aren't they? With the gay stuff. First of all, the the cock got the music back again. Yep. The old uh, however they whatever they dub in for his music, which is better than the, his original music. Fantastic. 
And uh, Joe, it's not kiwi anymore. It's kiwi. Oh, kiwi. Oh, it's Jesus Christ. That was a little too close. We're yeah. making French for NBC Universal. Yeah. So now it's kiwi. Kiwi. Okay. Yeah. I got to put a Q somewhere in that. Got it. Um, Terrible. Yeah. So the artist comes out. I'm sure he loved it. Sure. Yeah. He comes out wearing just like a gray shirt tucked into his jeans. Oh, who's that one? <sighs> My original thought was, hey, they got the Brooklyn Brawler here. You're right. Oh, fuck. It's his no. name. Hard body something. Hard body Harrison. That's who I thought of. God, Jesus. It's hard body Harrison. God, God damn it. Uh, well, uh, you ever qu- see him in the same place at the same time? No. I can't see that. I have. Kiwi is doing standard moves and commentaries, like losing their goddamn mind over it. But this guy's the, 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 the wardrobe, wardrobe dude. Yeah. How does he know how to do a Hurricane Rana? A what? Frankenstein. Frankenstein, my bad. Yeah. I Jeez. apologize, Scotland. Jeez. It's been a long time since you put me in the recliner. Man. Yeah. Kiwi uh, with the reverse gutridge face Stupid buster thing. for the win. That time I accidentally put mayonnaise on a sandwich. <laughs> uh, however, <laughs> um, uh, so uh, uh, the artist loses to the uh, wardrobe guy. Yeah, I, if I'm the artist, I see the writing on the wall. Like, hmm. They took his gimmick now away. Took your gimmick and your woman and <laughs> gave yep. it to some other guy. Kiwi uh, says to the guys in the back, "Don't make me angry." You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I don't like you when you're not angry. I just don't like you. <laughs> there it is. Backstage, we see Scott Steiner looking for the cat. Uh, he asks someone where the cat office is. Uh, the guy points. Sounds his, like the cat box. Where's the cat office? Yeah. Uh, what if he didn't? Why didn't he call? Why didn't he call his office the cat? Like, <laughs> like the box, <laughs> little box. Uh, Steiner then throws the guy into a wall. <laughs> Steiner, Steiner is walking with Deja, asking if he should knock, and he goes. I got it. And he knocks by <laughs> slamming the door with the pipe as he barges in. Uh, Steiner wants a match with Booker T tonight. And Kat's like, he's not here. And uh, Steiner's like, I don't give a damn. I want the match. Uh, Steiner what tells he's not there? <laughs> yeah, Steiner tells the cat to book the match between him and Booker in a pipe match in the back of the arena. That's a, right. that's, uh, just a way for, just to, that's a fancy way of saying assault. Yeah. Uh, then Sorry, hey, guys, it was a match. guys, Kevin Nash shows up. Hey, we pick it up. The crowd wakes up. However, some, someone stole his gimmick. As Norman Smiley shows up, he walks into Madeja, who's backstage. He's like, "Hey, hey, Madeja, you want to do the big wiggle?" And starts dancing. And then she points, and the camera pans, and there's one Scott Steiner That's... and hits him with the pipe and throws him back through the door he came in. I wouldn't do that. I would just say. Hello, Miss Medasia. It's a pleasure to see you today. I'll I mean, be on my way. It doesn't matter what he did. He was going to get hit with that pipe anyways. You might as well shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Either way, you're catching the pipe. Maybe she'll feel sorry for you and go to the hospital. You know, yeah. <laughs> shoot your shot. <laughs> uh, we, go, we go to Pamela with MIA as they're declaring war on Canada. We've done that already. Yeah, we freed Terrence and Philip. Yeah. Didn't work that time either. Uh, there's Locos taking on Lance Storm tonight as, uh, Major Guns is taking on Miss Hancock in a hardcore match. Mm. Why are we giving away the match? Uh, because the pay-per-views is promising them in, in lingerie slathered in mud. Got it. So people are going to get happy about that, apparently. Got it. Uh, we find out that last week at the Nitro Grill, grill uh, St- Lance Storm and Mike Awesome got in a verbal argument and it had to be separated. Uh... I never brought this up last week. 
why didn't Goldberg make his appearance? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Because it was a last-minute thing. Like, he couldn't go, and that's why they sent those two idiots there. They never said. Yeah, they said that Goldberg didn't make the appearance, and, and then I mean, Storm I'm sure and, they didn't say for a reason. I was curious if you knew why. Because um, he was straight no. up just, like, pulled from the appearance. It wouldn't be the first time Goldberg didn't show up to something. <laughs> it didn't seem like not, just like they pulled him from it. Probably to shoot that interview. Yeah. Mm. So that's our, my guess. So our Damn. next match... And here's your replacements, Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind meeting Lance Storm, but uh, if you promise Goldberg, that's quite the drop-off. Although, where that Nitro Grill was in that casino, Mike Awesome fits. There, that is on brand for that casino. He's the fat chick thriller. What they didn't tell you is that they were arguing over the fact that Mike Awesome was trying to make Lance Storm eat there. And Lance Storm was like, no. Nope, nope. I know, but I'm not eating I here. don't like carbs. <laughs> he doesn't. I, but, I don't like vermin. But, <laughs> what, what here. but what Lance Storm does like is titles. Yes. As, uh, Lan- our next match is Lance Storm versus Lieutenant Loco. However, Lance Storm has na- renamed the Hardcore Championship as the Saskatchewan International Hardcore Championship. By the way. Hardcore International Championship. Or is it Hardcore International? Okay. Right. The abbreviation. So the abbreviation yeah. is shit. Yep. Saskatchewan Hardcore Invitational title. Interna- you can tell it's international. international. You can tell okay. Vince Russo is, where, is booking because the acronym is shit. Even Hudson's like, well, can't use that acronym. <laughs> okay. Nope. Let me fix it in my notes. Because, okay. Uh, while Storm wrestles in WCW, WCW will be renamed WCW. World Canadian Championship. No, World Canadian Wrestling. Joe. Oh, wrestling? WCW. No, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> hey, he, Lance Storm talks a lot, and I'm trying to type as fast as I can, <laughs> and I don't want to pause it. So. He uses big words. Yeah. Saskatchewan. Like God, I'd hate to have Joe tr- transcribe a Jimmy Hart promo. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, we start to play the uh, Canadian anthem, but MIA interrupts it. Hey, that's fucked them. up. How dare them? Uh, commentary brings up that uh, Booker T's wife is resting comfortably, and Booker T is on his way back. You know what I love about this match? The hypocrisy of wrestling fans. Because they do a loud, a couple times, USA chant. And you know, if Lieutenant Loco, who's from Texas, was fighting a white dude, other who, well, they would just be chanting USA yeah, against him. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Uh, so this match <laughs> is for the Cruiserweight Championship. <clears throat> um, How about the fans who say that, like, People from Canada shouldn't be able to challenge for the North American title because, you know, they need to have their own country's title. Right. Uh, Storm tries to pull uh, Loco, uh, put Loco in the Canadian Maple Leaf, but Chavo, uh, Chavo reverses it and rolls Storm up for a two. It's Lieutenant Loco, sir. Sorry. How dare you? Get it right, man. He served his country. You put some respect served, on his he name. Served, he served he? General Rection and earned the stripes to be Lieutenant Loco. I don't know how he served General Erection. When he gets, no, you do. <laughs> you when, do. When he gets up, when he gets up from the uh, pinfall, like Storm, like slips on the like. Do you see him like slip is, on the mat? This is the second part. I was like, wow, this is really like infamous Nitro because this is another story. Uh, the paint on the logo was still wet because they were late getting the show ready, and Lance Storm was slipping all over the yeah. the Nitro logo. Yeah, it's not hurt Landstorm, guys. Yeah, yeah. Right now, that's really not hurt Landstorm. Chavo goes for a Frankensteiner, but Storm reverses it into the Canadian Maple Leaf, and Loco taps your new cruiserweight champion, Landstorm. So Landstorm is the Canadian heavyweight champion. Yes. The Saskatchewan Hardcore International champion. champion. Yes, yes. And now he's the cruiserweight champion. Yeah. I'm- 
First time, is it, is it, the commentary brings it up. I'll ask Corey this. Commentary says this might be the first time that someone in the business in WCW has held three titles at once. In decades, they said. In decades. It is. It is. The most is two, but now... Yeah, okay. uh, Luger had two in 96 for most of the year with the tag yeah, title and the TV and the, title. Yeah. And I'm sure... They need to bring the TV title back and have Lance Storm win that uh, thing, too. I'm sure... Oh. Tough guess, guy. Uh, Tony Khan uh, taking notes here. I'm sure um, some, like, territory guys probably had multiple world titles over oh. various oh. promotions. Lawler had three world titles in 88. Um, but, yeah. In fact, you know what? They should bring the TV title back. Have Lance Storm win it and rename it the Calgary Closed Circuit Championship. Hmm. Yes. Uh, <coughs> so Storm celebrating. TSN title. <laughs> the TSN title, yeah. Storm is celebrating, then, but then one Kevin Nash comes out. Uh, Nash tells Storm to get out, but Storm gets through his Storm face. Storm bows up on him. Storm bows up. That was but, great. <laughs> but uh, Nash hits him with a big boot as Storm walks off. We go to commercials. Uh, Nash is still in the ring. What's, what's crazy is Lance Storm isn't small. No. Nash is just that big. <laughs> yep. And I also like, I, I appreciated this for another reason. They're, they're booking Lance Storm really well. They are. Right? Yeah, they are. So, like, why can't they do that with anybody else? Literally. I mean, like, they're, world, they're booking the world champ like shit. Because he's not on anything? Sting's his surrogate dad. Sting too, Ray sticks up for him and shit gets bad. Sting's too busy with the, uh, Sting's too busy with the uh, real estate. Like, what the fuck is Storm? going on here? Because Lance, Lance Storm... He's focused on wrestling while everybody else has other jobs. He's going to win three belts and bow up to the biggest guy in the building. We're booking him like a fucking animal. Hell yeah. But everybody else on the roster? Nah, don't worry about it. Hell yeah. Uh, Nash uh, talks about how you watched the Goldberg's interview on Last Thunder. Uh, Nash brings up Bret Hart in WWF about how Bret couldn't lose in his hometown. Oh, that so, wasn't Bret. Yeah, that, that wasn't, wasn't Bret because he talked it about Montreal's and asked Corey about it. It was PCO. Oh, was it? Okay, because yeah. he brings up somebody. He says, a guy in Canada, and most of the time when you think of Canada, and at this time frame, I'm like, oh. Yeah, he specified Montreal. Oh. It was October 95. They were doing a uh, Canada loop, and uh, to maximize ticket sales, they were putting Jean-Pierre Lafitte against mm-hmm. Diesel for the title of Montreal, because he is big in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And some of the boys, including Brett, and I, Brett used to do it as a rib on guys. Uh, who? What book did I read lately where he did it? Oh, it was Duke the Duxer Rossi. Uh, he ribbed Drossi the same way because that's just what he liked to do. But he ribbed him, and some of the other guys joined in where it's like, you're too big a star, dude. You can't lose to him in Montreal. I don't care. He's a champ. Look at the business. It's in the chitter. You can't. So PCO, all fucking kind of dumb and naive, and he refused to job to Diesel, the uh, champion, in Montreal. Oh, my God. And the first night, they weren't quite in Montreal. They were like in some outskirt. And he wouldn't play uh, ball, so they had like a no contest or something. And then the next night in the locker room, they almost got into it before the match. And then in the match, uh, PCO hit him with a stiff punch early on, and Diesel just legit beat the shit out of him in the ring. Because that's what he says. Uh, <laughs> and then pinned him in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and he okay, pinned him in the middle. Because I thought, okay, I thought it was Brett. Because when Guess I heard, one he took the Diesel, the jackknife. Yeah, he, he did. didn't plan on it, and he tried not to, but he took it. It's one of those things when he said somebody in Montreal, like Canada, I was like, oh, okay, it's Brett, but PCO. Uh, yeah, but he said, I beat his ass the next night, so... Uh, <clears throat> he did. It's a really famous story from that time frame. Nash brings up, uh, before wrestling, he played basketball, and um, how he talks mm. about uh, back in the day, some of the football players would come meet the guys at a bar, 
and uh, the, ba- the basketball players. When no, he, when yeah. he, this is when he was bouncing. Always bouncing. Yeah. And then he, how the basketball players would always beat up the football players. No, you're players. talking about when he was bouncing. The bouncers would be the football players. I heard bouncing. Okay. He mentioned the basketball, then went to bouncing. Oh, okay. Typing fast. Yeah. Because um, remember, Gober talked about uh, basketball players just hold hands and run down the court. Yeah. And, of course, he had to make his own, his own gay joke about slapping each other's asses. Yep. Uh, Nash uh, says that uh, oh, he's a nice. fighter. Good point, though. Between football and basketball, there's a lot more man touching in football. Yeah, and I'm not just talking the tackling. Uh, Nash says that he's a fighter and that he's going to beat Goldberg's ass, and no one's going to stop his quest to bring back Scott Hall. Which Mark Madden had a boner. Yeah, tell him, big man. Then Scott Steiner comes out. Steiner says he doesn't care about Nash and Goldberg at New Blood Rising. Steiner says that uh, he's not going to wait for New Blood uh, Rising as uh, Nash and Steiner begin to brawl until security breaks them up. I I did like how Scott Steiner said he would have already attacked Nash, but uh, since we're both from Detroit, we can just fight like gentlemen and start instead of an attack, we'll just start beating the shit out of each other. Those Detroit boys are weird, man. You're right. That's a different breed. Did you notice one of the uh, one of the security guys? Chris Harris? Yep. That's how I knew Sting was back. Yeah. Like Chris Harris is just a so, security uh, guy hopefully, this week. Hopefully Harris made the sell. I hope so. See, so who better talk to Sting? Jeez. Of course, Sting's too busy Uncle filling Booker. <laughs> how come you don't want me, man? Uh, we go backstage with the cat as Nash wants Steiner tonight, and Cat's like, fine, you can have Steiner, but it's going to be a straitjacket match. What the hell's a straitjacket match? He's got to put your opponent in a straitjacket. Then you can beat the hell out of him. Yep. All right. Our and, next? Threatens, and then his Nash leaves, he threatens to beat the hell out of Nash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> behind, get your big ass, yeah. <laughs> um, our next match is Jeff Jarrett versus Sting. Um, Sting attacks Jarrett with a chair on the ramp. Uh, Jarrett wraps Sting's, <laughs> uh, wraps, uh, Sting's leg around the post and then hits it uh, with his own chair. Uh, Jarrett puts Sting in the figure four under the ropes. Uh, Jarrett won't break the hold until 4.9. Uh, That's Jarrett, a good heel shit. Jarrett low blows the ref, I've thinking he was thinking that it was Sting. Um, Jarrett hits Sting with the chair, but uh, Sting kicks out. Sting hits the Scorpion Death Drop for the win. Commentary thinks it was on a chair, but it wasn't even close. <laughs> it was a bit messy, to be yeah. honest. Guys, Brooke G has arrived, and he's ran into the rooster. He's asked, hey, is Jarrett's here? And he's like, no, uh, Jarrett's gone. He just took on Sting. Thanks, Terry. It's, it's a good thing they cut that fast because then Terry started hitting some end bombs. Yes, he did. Then he asked where Sting's. Uh, he asked where Sting's whereabout. So our next match, I was so confused by this because the perfect man event come out. I'm like, oh, oh okay, but they joined commentary. Thank you. Oh, that's not. That's, good that's actually worse. That's actually worse. Yeah. So how's I think? Uh, our next match is Chronic versus Vampiro uh, and Vampiro. Uh, Chronic versus Vampiro and the Great Muda versus. Does- the Dark Carnival. Dark Carnival versus Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare. White um, people. Yeah. Um, that, that team should just be named generic white people. <laughs> the Jags. Uh, just the Jags. a default creator wrestler. <laughs> they're, the, they're the Jagoffs. Um, the Jagoffs. Just a guy. <laughs> I'm mean, out like that. Jagoffs. So it's the perfect main event going to commentary. And like. Dude, I caught like them talking, and I'm like, did it sound like they were think they were in the match as well, or like because it was so confusing? Because I'm like, commentary thinks they're in this match, and they think that they're in this match. I don't know. I, it sucked. I'll tell you that much. Yes. Uh, 
Brian Clark with a clutch slam on uh, Jindrak. Perfect main event. Makes fun of Tony the whole time that they're at the table. Uh, Adams with a full Nelson slam on Muda. Adams picks up O'Hare and throws him into onto, uh, into a Vampiro. Muda with a dragon screw whip on Adams. Uh, Muda then puts the leg lock on and Clark hits Muda with a chair. Jindrak with a springboard Frankensteiner and O'Hare with the uh, Shantan on Vampiro. As O'Hare makes the cover, Adams is just waiting there to make the cover on Muda. So when they both pin each other, the ref counts for three. O'Hare and Jindrak think they won the titles, but the ref points it to Chronic. It's terrible. It was terrible. Am I the only one who thinks that the idea of Chronic is far better than the actual execution of Chronic? Yeah, I mean, he was better second in command of the NWO. It's like the... The idea of Chronic is fine, but having to watch him wrestle is like uh, they were cool for a minute. They, right? they may they may not have been the they might have been the worst team in the match. Like uh, they were, in fact, the worst team. And in the that's match. saying something because the Jagoffs have about two matches between them. But they're actually not bad to be exactly. honest. They're really not bad. And Muda's not motivated. Yeah. What so, a what and, a use of the great Muda, by the way. And Vampiro. At his best, anyways, you know, hit or miss. He's like Hoovy. <laughs> Play so, his music, right? Yeah. Uh, Chronic uh, hits O'Hare and Jindrak with the belts, but Muda spits miss in their face as Vampiro ta- and Muda take down Cro- Can Chronic. Can you imagine if, like, Sting at this time yeah. had gone over to New Japan and this is how they used Sting? Like, well, was, how disrespectful that I was would gonna be. I was going to ask you, do you think they told him what he was doing before he came over no. here? No. All of a sudden he's here, they're like, yeah, you're going to be part of a juggalo army and losing multiple man tag matches. This is so disrespectful to the great Muda. He's like, oh, great. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> no wonder he's given 25% effort. <laughs> to me, he gave too much effort in this match. Um, we go backstage with the cat with Shane and uh, with uh, the franchise himself oh and God. Tori. As Cal think, uh, Cat thinks it's funny that the video they showed last week of uh, Shane Douglas not being able to get it up. Well, you know, back then, in, in the early 2000s, Viagra was still brand new. But the theory was, yeah, you're not a real man. You've got to use boner pills. <laughs> you're no longer an actual Frank man. Frank Thomas changed all that. Yeah, you're not a man. You're a boy. You're a pussy. So the Might cat- as well be gay now. So the cat decides to... Uh, Make a match for tonight, and it will be a Viagra on a pole match. Of course, it will. Versus Kidman. At least the Viagra on a pole is on. And I, I was watching this show with on my uh, laptop, and I had the earbuds in as the producer was watching something else, and I just go, "Jesus Christ!" And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "A Viagra on a pole match is what I'm going to watch tonight." And then you immediately air air casted it to the big TV. Of course. Because, you know, that had to be shared. (laughs) We're getting confirmation. Yep, that's what happened. (laughs) Had to. Had to. Judges. Judges. Why watch actual good award-winning TV when you can watch Viagra on a pole? Yeah, I've seen some videos. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, no. No, 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 no. Reservations. (laughs) Never. Um, Then we go to Pamela with Jindrak and a Oh, uh. Oh, we see Booker talking with Sting as uh, Booker still wants to know if Sting wants his match tonight. He's like, okay. He's like, sure. Like, oh, wait. He didn't say no? Shocking. Yeah. The man doesn't want to win a title. That's weird. <laughs> Mark. Yeah. 
Um, but then we go with Pamela, Jindrak, and O'Hare saying that they've paid their dues. <clears throat> and it's not over between them and uh, Chronic. I mean, there's a lot of Russo fingerprints on this Nitro, more than usual. Yep. Even though he's been doing every show, but there's like distinctive Russo fingerprints all Even over though, this. like, I mean, I said last week how I feel about that page or do shit. It's very much like the unwritten rules of baseball to me. Like, fuck off with your page or do shit. Right. Clearly, people have been telling Vince Russo this for about 10 years, and he takes it fucking personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, Jesus. He's got an axe to grind on this one. Let me grind my gears. Um, Wait, are you ready for the grind? Let me try. Um, Corey just had terrible flashbacks. Corey shut down. Corey. This is for all the men who want to be with me and all the girls. Who no, it's all the guys who want to see me and all the girls that want to be oh, me. No wonder. It sucks. I can't remember it. <sighs> and then she does that fucking Elaine dance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then for Brock, I guess. And some, yeah. And somehow... Millions of men were drooling at this. Ugh. I was heaving personally, I was, but I was like, I swear, I thought I was the only nineteen-year-old who was not into Sable. I was like, give me Terry. I was like, you know who else has big tits? F- Pamela Anderson. She can at least dance. Yeah. So, <laughs> give you me know. Terry, give me Sunny at the time. Give me like you know, just like anybody but Sable. Really, was my Jesus man. Um, we get a recap of Jesus of sex tapes. What? <laughs> Jesus' sex tape? Well, yeah. Joe, you have that? Yeah. Hmm. The the one in the sky, man. <laughs> sky Daddy. Yeah. That, where, where do you think clouds come from? <laughs> I, now I know. <laughs> How does it float? It's science. Don't worry um, about that. About Douglas can't get it up, all that good stuff. So our next match, it's Shane Douglas with Tori Wilson versus Billy Kidman in a Viagra on a pole match, which Billy Kidman is out. Billy Kidman. It's no longer Kidman. He's back to being Billy. Uh, Billy? Bill, Billy. Billy Kidman. Uh, Kidman with the head scissors takedown, uh, with the Kidman with the crossbody, uh, for a one? As commentary's like, wait, is a pole match or there's pinfalls? What are the rules? I would have purposely lost this if I was Kidman. Like, I'm like 25, I don't need those boner pills, Kidman. Yep. Uh, I got more over. I can get hurt all by myself. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas takes down Kidman and then poses on the top rope next to the pole. Like, like just go for the fucking your fucking bottle of that says Viagra across it. I'm surprised about it. They get away with just using something called Viagra. That's surprising to yeah, me. I, I don't know how they did it. Uh, Douglas does his two suplexes, then a Falcon Arrow. Um, commentary are making Tony uh, crack up when they uh, Mart Madden is about their Viagra jokes. <laughs> well, he was full on Jerry Lawler in this. Yeah, he, and like Tony had to tell him to stop. Uh, commentary, uh, Douglas. <laughs> yeah, Douglas hits the Pittsburgh plunge and goes for the Viagra, but Kidman power bombs him. Kidman with the tornado bulldog. Uh, Tori gets on the apron to distract Kidman, but only distracts him for a minute. But Douglas grabs Kidman. Uh, hits Kidman with the kill switch. Uh, Kidman then grabs the Viagra. Then Tori gets to do uh, gets back to distracting the ref. As then Kidman walks into the franchiser for the win, and then Douglas shoves uh, Viagra pills down Kidman's mouth. And then Tori wants to slap him around for a bit. Make sure it gets up. <laughs> yep. 
one st- one gimmick match to another as we go to a hardcore match of Major Guns versus Miss Hancock. Um, Do you think he purposely put this after the Viagra on a pole match? No, yes. but... To give Kidman something to get interested in? Yes. But it's the small things here when we catch it. Uh, there's no small things here. Major Guns is the match. Hancock. No, I'm talking about this. Um, bitty bitty titty bitty uh, team. Uh, one thing is, I, I don't know if you guys know that I probably don't. You probably didn't. Uh, they show them the girls getting win- ready before the match. Yeah. And Miss Hancock is wearing someone completely different than oh, what yeah. she wears. Like, she's wearing a purple shirt in the setup. And then when she comes down, it's her normal outfit. I hate when they do that shit. It's like attention to detail. Yep. Like, just... It's one uh, however, thing if it's how, like. However, boys, they wrestle. It's yeah. they're known to the hardcore so they wrestle in the locker rooms. They wrestle in the shower rooms. Uh, Gun shoves a Twinkie in Hancock's mouth. Oh, okay. we get a food fight. She then they were. Then they toga toga toga. We get a food fight. Then they tussle to the ring. The wall and Flair are fighting in the ring. Like they're having their own match. That's what they do. Hey, they probably had like some of the crowds. They probably had the fucking monitor. Fucking AWOL's excited. He's actually in a storyline where he's on TV now. It's the wall, brother. Um, Hancock throws gun into a table at the wall set up for David in the corner. Hancock with a scoop slam for the win as then Hancock rips the shirt off of Major Gun. How many times have you heard that? A scoop slam for the win. What, 1964 called? They went their <laughs> finisher back. Brother. Um, then it's a high spot. We cut to Kidman walking backstage as he walks up to a couple Nitro Ten girls. Kids with their high spots. As the uh, Nitro girls are, uh, a bunch. they feel bad for one Kidman as he, uh, you know, he's going about to get it up, and they're like, maybe we can uh, work it out for you. God, let's go to the hotel, Some of the ladies. Puns. Some guys have all the luck. Yeah. Some of the puns though before, like he, they made him. He's going to have a hard night. It's going to be a. You know, I've had a hard night. I'm fine with it. And then yeah, he takes these three. Uh, Nitro Girls to the hotel, and I was like, "Yeah, motel." Where is Stephen Richards? First of all, yeah, yeah, this yeah. fucker is really suffering. Where's the right sensor here? Come on. Uh, then we go to. Uh, but I was gonna ask you a question. Oh. You said three Nitro Girls. We've never seen these ones before. Does any? Do you know any of their names? No, and it doesn't uh, help on Molary and Curly. It, it doesn't help on the midweek war stories no, either. It doesn't. It just gets more muddled. Yep. Like, what the fuck? Who are these people? I'm going to go redhead, uh, yellow yellow dress, blonde, and... Uh, Kim. Kim. The new Kim. Kim. The new Kim. Eh, I guess that's fair. Bigger Kim? Where's Kim, by the way? Is she gone? Kimberly? Oh, yeah. yeah. She walked out with DDP. Even huh? though they are legit shoot getting a divorce. Oh, she's gone? Oh, yeah. Okay. She has the same day. Yeah. Notice we haven't seen her. Well, she I know that, with DDP but... and Bischoff and no... And Hogan. The weeks and leading up to Bash at the Beach was like a mass exodus for yeah. anybody who collected a paycheck there in 1995. Yep. Well, okay. <laughs> so let's go to our next. And the show's been bad. No, I can't say that. Let's go. Slightly better. Slightly. I'm talking like, you know, up, up a point. About a month ago. Not a ratings point, but just up a, Like that. Hmm. Uh, our he's next. Those, he's over those pills. Do you remember those late May New Blood shows where 85 things happened in the first four segments? I do. And we couldn't keep... At least that's not happening now. There's a lot happening still. But it's not that fucking hurried. Fair. Our next gimmick match is a straitjacket match. As it's Scott Steiner... It's been a hell of an uncensored, guys. (laughs) On live TV. Scott Steiner with Medeja versus Kevin Nash. Nash with a new top. 
Yeah, and then also, why put this on Nitro? <laughs> this yep. screams pay-per-view to me, but okay. Uh, during the match, Nash tries to pin Steiner and commentary. is like, it's just a habit, force of habit. Train, you know, I they, mean, it is, really. I mean, you wrestle what, thousands of matches I by mean, this point. Yeah. It's the same as, like, any, like, honestly, like, we always give them shit, but when there are no DQ matches and the refs are always, like, doing shit... It's just habit to yell at them for using punches and getting in the ropes. Yeah. Like yeah. they just it's what they do every night of the week. You're just it's so automatic, yeah. You know what um, else is automatic? Joe. Thank you. E. Legend. I'm not saying that. Oh, that was it's beautiful. It was like a Budweiser frog. Yes, it is. That's fantastic. Uh, Nash is choking Steiner with his foot in the corner. Uh, but Madeja gets on the apron and pulls Nash's hair off him. Then Steiner does a belly to belly on Nash and then makes his own three count. So I see <laughs> Kevin Nash a big fan of Rebel Kill. That move. Uh, we find out that there will be an interview on Thunder with one Tony Schiavone and Vince Russo. Um, the guys fight on the outside. Steiner runs into a big boot. Medeja hits Nash with a chair but has no effect. Nash then gently jackknifes her. Gently. He did too. He took care of her. Yep. Uh, Nash is going to jackknife Scott, but then one Rick Steiner, Rick Breaker's father, comes out. Uh, Nash is going to then uh, jackknife one breaker, but then Scott hits Nash with the chair. They put Nash in the uh, straight jacket, and uh, Scotty puts Nash in the standard recliner. Cool. And once again, why isn't this on uh, pay-per-view? Because they have to do Russo's wet dream where three men will fight, but none of them will go to the script. We will follow our own hearts and do what we want. Brother. Because he thinks that's what the that's what the rest of the business is becoming, brother. But another match. Let's go to our main event. A match that is another pay per view worthy match. Sting versus Booker T for the Why WCW isn't this Starcade this year for heavyweight championship. You want to legitimize Booker? Beat Sting at Starcade. But yeah, whatever. So is Booker T two ten for the title? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, Sting tries to put uh, Booker in the Scorpion Deathlock, but Booker gets to the rope. Uh, Sting attacks uh, Booker's bad knee. He tries to do the, uh, the lock again, gets to the rope. Sting uh, throws Booker into the guardrail. Uh, Sting goes for the top rope splash, but uh, Booker gets the knees up. Why is Madden so pissed at you about the knee brace? I don't know. I don't understand about that. I don't know why it's such a sticking point for him. It doesn't make sense to me. He's cheating, yeah. Yeah, I maybe that's it. I, I'm not sure. So it's a weird thing to get hung up on. It's a weird, right. it's a weird hill to die on. <laughs> what really know. grinds my gears? Booker hates stability. How dare you How have dare it? You. Uh, Booker T with an axe kick, but gets a two. Sting does a cross body and looks like a. Uh, oh, does a cross body and uh, it looks like it hit Sting. Uh, he uh, Sting does cross body. Booker's crossbody, they hit into each other. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Right. Sting rolls to the outside, but what? then someone drags Sting to the under the ring. Then Sting is shoved back out, but he's not busted open. He's got a pap smear. <laughs> That's hopefully, what they call it in the biz when you're only bleeding out a little bit. Hopefully, oh, you got a pap smear. Hopefully, it's, uh, <laughs> it was Chris Harris pulling him under, telling him he made the sell. <laughs> yeah. 550K. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> you get fifty-five grand in commission, baby. Yeah. Uh, Sting throws Booker in the corner. Booker jumps and uh, uh, Sting goes under. Uh, Booker then twists and tries to roll him up. How bad is Sting at blading if he has to go under the ring to do it? 
Pretty bad. So, so Booker jumps over Sting and tries to do like the roll up, but like, I mean, I guess with the face paint, you don't really have a reason to ever blade or bleed. Really, it's no. Yeah, I guess it's, it's kind just of feel, isn't it? Like, I mean, you, do you need to look here? Can't you like you know where your hair is? Can't you just be like, there we go, yeah. we're going to go business. No, go under the ring and. Get a mirror and make hey, sure I do it. Hey, at least Sting wasn't doing it, this when he was uh, Wolfpack Sting. How hard, how the hell would you know? He would have bled white. Yeah, there <laughs> he could have been bleeding the whole time. We wouldn't know. Yeah, that face paint. He turned blood. He went Wolfpack just to practice his bleeding skills. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but Sting originally was supposed to be white face paint with Wolfpack, but he just bladed himself multiple times <laughs> yeah. at this. The first time he got a little nervous, bladed himself, and Too it was much. all red. They're like, "I like it. Keep yeah, it that keep way." Keep it. Uh, but I was saying with the uh, grow the goatee, yeah, there is. Uh, no, that's because he played in the and wrong area. too. He bladed on the cheeks. Like, can I play it here? No, <laughs> Sting. How here? No. Okay, I guess the goatee it is. Hey, some in the old days they used to blade the upper arm too for some reason. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure why, but they would just blade the upper arm. Probably because it would smear everywhere. Yeah, probably took like a way to smear blood, yeah. and it doesn't hurt. Uh, Sting goes for the uh, single death drop, but Booker reverses it into the bookend for the win. So, Just Booker pinning Goldberg is thing on TV. Pin. Yep. Cool. I mean, they're trying. They are trying. You know what? The, you know what it is. Even without Russo, that kind of booking worked for Goldberg two years ago, including yeah, but, beating. But then he beat Hogan beat, for the title. Well, but including beating big names on Nitro, he became a giant. Sting, DDP, like he would beat them all on Nitro after he was already champ. You know. Uh, remember the remember the fall brawl where they had three teams and the winner gets a shot at Halloween Havoc, but then during the match they're also like Sting as he's fighting for the chance at Havoc tomorrow night will take yeah, on Goldberg for the it, title yeah. on yeah. Nitro. You're like, well, why is he trying for this fucking match then? Well, you know he's not winning. Uh, then Sting rolls out under the under the ropes and find, wants to pull out who the hell he uh, who the hell pops smeared him? Yep. Danhausen. Nope, it was one demon. Oh, I'd then Sting and Demon get Demon get into it until Va- uh, Vamp and uh, Muda come out. Sting attacks them as then they all begin to battle. Jeff Jarrett comes through the crowd. I love. I just love the shot. It's like him struggling to come down the ramp stairs with pushing fans away he's with the, the only, guitar. He's the only one they shoot coming through the crowd. Right. right? A couple weeks ago with Stevie Ray, I'm like, can you just not put him on yeah. camera? Yeah. Nope. Jesus. He's, and. Yeah, like you said, he's struggling because, one, he's got to book it because it's a lot of steps. Two, he's got to hold the guitar up so people don't steal it. Yep. And three, he's got to keep the, the he's got to push fans away because yep. they're trying to stop him. And he's trying to keep his balance by grabbing the ramp right? as well. The, so, oh, God. Uh, Jarrett runs down, uh, attacks Booker with a chair. Then, That's what I laughed. I mean, I knew it, it pays off at the end. But I was like, why would you shoot him with a guitar all the way down? And then he hits him with a chair. I thought, did a fan grab the guitar or something? Yeah, then Jarrett <laughs> decides to hang Booker by his foot. His bad leg. Bad leg up. And then Jarrett grabs the guitar and smashes it over Booker's bad knee. As all this is happening, the uh, Dark Carnival is beating up K- uh, Sting at the ramp. And then they decide to throw Sting into the demon's coffin. And then, all right. Demon, you got one shot. Spit fire onto the coffin. <laughs> and he does. And he like barely gets any fire on the I fucking... Know, right? uh, you, know, you could tell he was like, okay, I can't be too close or it'll legitimately burn him. 
but I can't be too far away or I won't hit. So he's, he's like, you could see it in his face, the yeah. panic of trying to find the perfect spot. Yep. I would not want to be him in that situation. So we you have, mess up either way, it looks like complete shit, or you burn Sting. So we have the heroes of WCW. Sting would have said burn me. <laughs> yeah, he would have. I've already been burned once. <laughs> I fell off the stage, remember? Make it look good, brother. That's the key. Yep. Yeah. I just, I, Make I, it look good, brother. I'm living on 500K right now, baby. Uh, I know you haven't seen it, but Dusty Rhodes in 86, the horsemen follow him to the Crockett uh, offices and get out and attack him. It's a, it's a planned spot, right? They attack him and beat him up, and they tie his hands to a production truck and he says, you better make it look good, baby, because it's all you got in one shot. And they break his hand with, like, a baseball bat as it's tied to the truck. And everybody thought he was directing them, but it wasn't. He was just saying, you know, uh, it's from, like, an old Western movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you better make it look good because I ain't doing take two of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one. That's all you got. So that's all chaos. The, that was a the, lot happening at the end of that fucking show. The the faces the the faces of WCW. One's being set on fire right now in a coffin, and while the other one's being hung. The other one's well. <laughs> uh, ups- probably they, should say that they hung the African American <laughs> by his bad le- by leg. His leg. Which one we don't know. And then Elka bonged him with her guitar, <laughs> while the other one was set on fire by the satanic ritualists back there. Hell of a way to end Nitro. Hell of a way to end like, uh, Nitro. That part doesn't even make sense now with Vamp's new character. Like, right? It, what are we doing this for? This was three weeks ago. Russo thought it would look cool. It did. Three weeks ago. He still thinks it looks cool. Then why is he with the Juggalos? God damn it, Russo. <laughs> God damn it, indeed. Don't ask Russo to explain Give himself. Give us Satanic Vamp. That's what we want. That's all love, that we want. I love Satanic Vamp. Yeah. But that was <laughs> WWE Nitro. That was like a lot to end on. It was. It was. Oh, uh, but what's going on? I thought they were white hot with business. See, I brought this exact same point up to Joe, and he disagrees with me. Oh, I, I digress. 25000 There it is. That's low, that's man. That's low for the Georgia That's Dome. low. What was, what was for uh, Hogan? 42000 42, Okay, that's for, low. Okay, yeah. I did, that's low. 42000 for Hogan and Goldberg. Uh, almost the same for the finger poke of doom. And then, of course, after that, that was like $25,000. But, guys, it's a sold out arena. Okay. I mean, I know. Some more seats. I know their set was a little bigger than the old Nitro set, but I mean, not that much. Some more seats. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no way that Nitro can get probably 2500 in that fucking place now, but you know, hey, I digress. Uh, we start. <laughs> uh, commentary team is uh, good old JR and Jerry the King Lawler. And a shocking thing in my mind is we start the show off in, uh, of one of in memory of Golden uh, Gordon Soley. Mm-hmm. It was just like, huh? Well, I knew I knew Jr. Would That's a Jr. Call. Yeah. It is. I know it is. But it's just like Vince was like, who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure he probably knew Gordon Soley from his dad's days, but maybe because <laughs> him and his you play for the Mets. Who was that? Yeah, who? Third baseman. Do you play for my Redskins? The Commanders. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, we start the show off with a recap of SmackDown, the uh, Triple H Stephanie situation of Triple H getting her flowers and then finding out that uh, um, he has to, to uh, team up with Trish. I don't get why Stephanie got so mad. I mean, she opens the door and Triple H is trying to raw dog Trish. I don't get it. Don't get it, right? Uh, then, yep, as what Corey said. Uh, I thought she was dressed. What Corey said. He uh, walks in on her. He's on his best behavior. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephanie uh, walks in on them doing the moves 
Uh, whoa, whoa. It was a wrestling move. Yeah. Wasn't wrong. That's right, brother. Uh, we cut backstage with Luma arriving. It's one uh, Triple H by himself. Dun, dun, dun. Can I say, it's an entertaining storyline, so I'm not, I'm not disparaging the storyline. But it's also the best one they have going right now, which is kind of sad. That that was the recap from SmackDown was marital problems. Oh, just wait. Yeah, brother. Um, but let's go to our first match of the night. We're going to cut straight to it. We're going to do that 20-minute promo later on. Uh, first match of the night is DX, Road Dog, and X-Pac taking on Steve Blackman and a partner of one, Mick Foley's choice. And at this point, I'm tapping out already. As then they show who Blackman finds out who he's partnering up. And he's who is ta- the joke? He's talking to this guy, and he's like, I can't believe I'm going to have to team with you again. It feels so reunited, and it feels so good. As uh, one Al Snow. It's first, first, of, first of all, Al Snow, get your pop culture references right. He's got sunglasses on and moving his head back and forth like he's singing Stevie Wonder. When that song was about peaches and herb. Now, it'd be one thing if it was a different timeline, but that fucker started wrestling in 1981, and that song came out in 79. So he should know better. So <laughs> you're saying Stevie Wonder is not in Peaches and Herb? No. Are can you, you sure? Yeah. Yes. Can you, have you seen Peaches and Herb I, and Stevie Wonder in the same room? Stevie Wonder hasn't. <laughs> Good God. That's my. There it is. There it is. Walking off. It's a walk off. Good night. Uh, well midweek. Yeah, for that being said. No yeah. sell. Hot, hot ones challenge. You know, have fun. God damn. Uh, this is a hardcore tag match. Um, Blackman and Snow sneak. Isn't it like it's all time classic or it's pretty hardcore? Like Beulah's here, yeah. Okay. Uh, Blackman and Snow sneak attack uh, DX as they run through the crowd. Uh, Xbox throws powder in the face of Steve Blackman. Uh, Road Dog <laughs> dents and signs like two thousand spot. Then Xbox gets really pissed off because he realized it was the wrong powder he threw. <laughs> he threw about three hundred dollars worth of cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, X Pac, a road dog dents a sign over the head of snow while X Pac is busy snorting Steve Blackman. Yep, (laughs) uh, X Pac clotheslines snow with a a chain. Uh, Blackman tries to take out both guys with a trash can lid. Snow throws a bowling ball in between the legs of road dog. Unfortunately, he'd already had kids. So, guys, hey, he has a new uh, shop on uh, yeah, I saw that. Who does? Oh, you didn't know? Uh, BG James, Brian James, Big Dog James. I'll be missing that one. I will be avoiding Yeah, it. I'll be avoiding What so guys, hilarious shirts does he have? Oh, I'm sure I didn't bother reading. I'm sure they're right wing. I'm, I'm a Moraine and I'm on drugs. Probably. And I got fired. Guys, what's worse? Taking the bowling ball or the uh, cone? The bowling ball. Uh, I'd rather take the, yeah, I don't want, well. I'd rather take the bowling ball. I'd probably. Or no, I'm sorry, I'd rather take the cone. I have taken a bowling ball to the to the crotch before. Yeah. Well, it hurts. were you sitting on the return thing? No, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was I was laying down. Look at the suction on this thing. <laughs> Suck me beautiful. Suck me beautiful. <laughs> Truthfully, I was. Uh, you watch. You watch fucking. Uh, I, I was napping, and my dick of a friend decided to wake me up by grabbing his bowling ball, standing over me and dropping it right on my crotch. Damn. Yeah. And then you immediately stabbed him in the neck with a soldering iron, right? Oh, I beat the fuck out of him. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I was, thought... It, was, I, it sucked. It was I painful. Thought, <laughs> I thought oh you watch uh, uh, Kingpin 
And it was like, I got an idea. I want to just sit, put my nutsack in front of the thing. Let's test this out. <laughs> Kingpin is... That's a great that's, movie. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Suck Way me. better than Dick Lebowski. So there's that. Suck me, beautiful. I like parts of Lebowski, but I don't love the whole movie. I've never really seen Lebowski all the way. I got pretty drunk the first. The, I should love it. I the one time I watched it. it, I like I fell asleep during it. I uh, like everybody in the cast. I like the directors. Right? I mean, I should love it, but I'm only like, hey, it's all right. Uh, X Pac gets a kendo stick and uh, twirls it around, but it hits the ring and it flies. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like, oops. The announcer saved it really well, and he did too. Yeah, don't send that yeah, pro. Like everybody he said it. He was like, hold on, let hold on, let hold on. Yeah, hang let on, me yeah. get it back. Yeah, he yeah. played it good. I mean, and Road Dog Aaron, was like, I'll get it. I, like they, they all caught the, on immediately. Because the security guard grabbed it and then because like commentary saved it, like <laughs> Xbox nervous right now, and Xbox like plays it off like, hey, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey, somebody get me that kendo stick, please. And then See, they And that's the beautiful part of just having pros around. Like Everybody like they weren't they weren't in contact with each other, but everybody just as if they were perfectly fixed it. Because we know they <laughs> fucked up, right? Yeah. But the beautiful thing about having pros is you know how many times they fuck up that you don't notice they yeah. fucked up because they roll with it. Yeah, this is so beautiful because yeah. they're the is kind of a comedy team. Head cheese is a comedy team. It a hundred percent makes sense. It's a it's beautiful. And Jim Ross and Lawler have seen so much wrestling in their they lives. They sold it so much. You're not gonna get much past that. It was great. Yeah. Uh, X Pac and uh, Blackman have like a sword fight, but like Blackman's using like two mini fuck, sticks. I as would a- not want to fuck with Blackman with those two wooden sticks. That's yeah. why, like, uh, whenever they were like, they're both martial arts, I'm like, they're not. Yeah. One of them is a martial arts expert, the other one uh, does Taibo on the weekend. The other one dabbles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not fighting Black with those sticks. No fuck way. That. Uh, Snow accidentally hits Blackman in the back head with a, uh, with a, the, in the back of the head with a trash can lid, and Xbox then hits the X Factor on a chair for the win for DX. God, this is a long split. It's taking forever. <laughs> They're good as a team. They are. But uh, we see a limo showing up, and it's one uh, Stephanie. Yes, it is. As yeah, it is. A, it's a good storyline, but it like it's it's a, it's so the all encompassing. It's like it's got its arms wrapped around Raw as a whole, and, yeah. and you just can't get anywhere in that show mm-hmm. without this storyline. It's the same as when Austin was on top. I know. It's just Austin touches every single thing on screen. Yep. I mean, it's it's in that company, It's that's how Vince likes it. He cares about the main event storyline, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I actually prefer when they branch off to, to a bunch of, it's not just a linear storyline. Yep. Well, that's why I like, I mean, that's why... If he knew what he was doing and wasn't a stupid dumb shit, I like Russo's thought process on how to, like, have something going for everybody. It's just that he sucks it so bad at what he does. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter. You heard Cornette talk about uh, when he would write TV with him, mm-hmm. that he doesn't know how to do the wrestling part because he doesn't like wrestling. So he is all in about like the promos and stuff. But when it comes to the actual physical part, he has to have somebody else come in and write that part because yeah. he can't, he doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> he can't write out on a script or what sheet, how to do the brawl, which is sad. And it's really like with professionals, really all you need to do is just hit the high points when you're writing it too. It's not like you're laying out the match, arm yep. drag, yep. arm hold. You're just being like, look, here's the finish. Get here's to the it. finish. It can get a little involved. Here's what you want. Do it. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, he can't do it. He's just, and that's why if you notice on Nitro, 
he's trying to turn the main storyline into the backroom stuff because he knows how to do it. Yeah. He, uh, he thinks it's the fucking West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President. I also hate that show, too, and I should love that show. I love that show. I hate it. Never I watched it. it. It's so boring to me. I don't think it'd be down your alley. No, I don't but, think it would uh, be either. Not, not your speed, sir. Fantastic. But I fucking loved it. I need to try it again. Yeah. Uh, we go to the ring with uh, one Triple H as he brings out a dozen of roses. Okay. Triple H says that he's made a few mistakes. This is where I'm going to disagree with you earlier what you said. <laughs> and he has to admit that he made a very big mistake. He says Stephanie walked in on uh, what he, Stephanie walked in on was a complete mistake. There was nothing between him and uh, Trish, and there never will be. Triple H calls out Stephanie. She comes out. Uh, she says that... Uh, how would it feel if Triple H walked in on Stephanie bent over and someone front in front of uh, in front of someone like um, Kurt Angle? Um, what she saw between him and uh, Trish made her sick. Triple H has been more focused on Jericho than her, and Triple H has been paying more attention to Trish than her. Triple H says that he loves her and that she is the most important thing in his life. Triple H says that he's gone through all the pain, you know, every, everything that he has gone through in his career has nothing, nothing compares to what Stephanie did with her, with her leaving. Uh, Triple H says that he loves her and then they make out. Then Mick Foley comes out with barrels of water coming out <laughs> as he's been bawling his eyes out. <laughs> but I think right before the camera pans, they made sure to make sure he, he you see him pouring oh, they water. Made sure yeah, to yeah. Like, oh, the water. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, Foley says that he can't uh, stop crying because what he just saw in the ring was the biggest horse crap he's ever seen. Um, so he's like, you know what? Just in case anyone missed out, let's rewatch the footage. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stephanie walking in on Trish on uh, Trish and Triple H. It was so awesome how he did that. Just in case. Just in case. Uh, Triple H bring, uh, fully brings up Triple H leaving SmackDown, uh, that he had a match already set, so Triple H is being fined. Yeah. And that's just a warning. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But he says next time, he'll be fired. Dun, dun, dun. So Foley says, tonight, we're going to have the first ever husband-wife tag Triple team Triple H's match. like, I will never be fired from this company. You'll yeah. always see me. I'll always be around. I'll be in charge. <laughs> Player. So tonight's wrestling has more than one tonight's, royal family. <laughs> there is tonight's tag match. It's Triple H and Stephanie taking on Lita and The Rock, and the crowd loses it just by hearing the I words just, "The Rock." I just and I know why because the ending can't happen. Yeah, I get it. But if Foley wanted to stick the knife in a little more, wouldn't it have been The Rock and Trish? Yeah. I think so. That yeah. Or Angle and Trish. Even better, yeah. Like, it would have been just like... That would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we go to see earlier today, guys, we have the hoes protesting that they need their job saved. That hoe looks... She mm. she can talk. Yeah, she can talk. She's a, it's a little familiar. A little familiar. Mm. Recover, recover from that kick. She might well. be my mm. queen. So, guys, our next match... Charmel. There, no, there it is. That ain't my queen. What an upgrade! Uh, our next match is for the. Who am I, the Queewee? Queewee. <laughs> our uh, next match is for the WWF Tag Team Championships, as is Edge and Christian taking on those Hardy Boys. All right, so here's where I was like, all right, now we are 
completely because it was the debut. Yep. Of yeah, something quite historic in that era. Although, I mean, sort of, Benoit kind of did it a week ago. He kind of jumped the gun on it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, easy, guys. Uh, I will not. Christian uh, says that they could be out here talking about uh, John Rocker. <laughs> but they are in the home of the Atlanta Braves, who just just mostly win the National League pennants. Uh, Braves are known for an, another thing, being the uh, Yankees' personal bitch. So for yeah, those with true. flash photography, uh, tonight's five-second uh, pose is past few World Series, the bitch Lanta Braves, <laughs> as Edge puts on a Yankees jersey and gives a thumbs up while Christian's on the ground holding his legs in a Braves jersey. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. Uh, Jeff with a crossbody to the outside on a Christian. Matt with a second rope leg drop on Edge. Uh, Hardy's hit poetry in motion on Edge. Christian gets thrown outside the uh, outside, and Lita gets on the apron and hits a Hurricane Rana on Christian. Matt hits Edge with a twist of fate, and Jeff hits the Swanton. But as the ref is about to count three, Christian pulls the ref out. Ref calls for the bell, and Edge and Christian beat up the Hardys. But what they do is. They each get a chair, and they concerto Jeff Hardy. It's true. And so that's what there was two. There were two debuts here that are iconic for the actor, uh, the concerto, mm-hmm. and Christian's glasses. Yep. The debut of the crazy oversized granny glasses. <sighs> that concerto thing makes me nervous. Every time I wouldn't I take it. every time. We're, okay. I mean, I'd rather take that than, than Blackman's wooden. <laughs> oh, right, let me ask you. Uh, this is what I was going to ask. You know who wouldn't? Christian, because that just knocks him out. Wrestling. Would you rather do the two chairs? Two uh, chairs. Or did the chair in the cement ground that Jericho did last week? The cement ground. It's it's safer. It's a safer shot. Uh, let's go backstage with Shane, Big Show, Chris Benoit, and Kurt Angle watching. Uh, as the, the money. That's the weirdest fucking group ever. You ever come up with a name of them yet? Team thrown at the wall. As Shane brings up how that's intensity and angles like, hey, those are one of my eyes. <laughs> uh, Foley comes in the locker room and announces that Big Show will be taking on Kane. And Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle are taking on those damn Dudleys. Those damn Dudleys. So uh, Big Show and Kane. Again. Uh, we get another... Ho rally as they're trying to save their jobs. Um, I don't think there's a ho work shortage. You can a, just go on to a different pimp. It's a union I can get behind. Yeah, but you just go to a different pimp. But can you? Or branch out on your own. Try to be an independent ho. A man once said, Pippin ain't easy. And that was Big Daddy Kane. Yep. Uh, we got backstage uh, moment of... Uh, Triple H and Stephanie, as Stephanie uh, Triple H is saying that he won't let Lita do anything to her. Uh, there's a knock on the door. We've been waiting for you. And, and it, it was mud. And it was one Trish Stratus wanting to apologize. Bum, 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 bum. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> uh, she I'm wants to get behind. <laughs> there's a threes company. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Trish wants to apologize, but Stephanie's like, you know, it's just a simple mistake. Trish leaves, and Stephanie's like, can you believe that plastic convincing bitch? Uh, she's like, I'm a woman. 
And I, she, the way she looked at you and the way you looked at her. I don't like it. I don't like it one damn bit. She's got to take old bitties. There's that. So it's just like, okay. Uh, we're going to recap a minutes ago of what happened to Jeff with the concerto. I, I thought you were going to say me on a mission for a minute. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> Why? Uh, we're gonna Joe's m- Peacock switched to a 93 edition <laughs> of Raw, and he didn't catch it. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Vegas taking on Doink. He didn't, there. Notice, weird. he didn't notice Macho Man and Vince on commentary. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it. Macho. What a maneuver. <laughs> what a maneuver. Um, then we go backstage with the doctors checking on Jeff. Uh, Edge, Matt's like, I'm going to go get, I mean, go get those sons of bitches. As then coach is going to be interviewing uh, Edge and Christian. They're laughing about what just happened. But then Matt comes and attacks them both, but it's outnumbered until the refs break them up. That's a good fight. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, we get a recap of last Monday of Will the Big Show's return and him turning on the Undertaker. Like gasp. Our next match is Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit versus the Dudley Boys. We are three for three tonight for tag matches. And right here, I just want to, just want to point something out, <clears throat> guys. Where's Kurt Angle from? Uh, I believe Pittsburgh. Yep. Where's that at? Pennsylvania. You sure? According um, to Lillian Garcia, he is from Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Jesus Christ. Is what she announced. I was like, what? <laughs> Checks out. It's not a very good secret. She is the absolute worst all-time ring announcer, right? That, that, that did it more than one night. She can like, do her. She let her do the dumb national anthem. She, she said it, and then was silent for like three seconds, and then just kept going. And I was like, she just said Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. <laughs> the bad part is she did that. 19 years into her gimmick, like into her t- career. Oh my god, oh, she sucks. Well, you know, She's the fucking worst. Um, still didn't deserve the abuse the from thing. Pittsburgh, Some Philadelphia. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Bubba with the power slam on Angle, then Bubba with the power bomb to Benoit. Dudley's do the flying headbutt, the was up to Angle. What Shane gets on the apron to uh, to allow Benoit to clothesline both Dudley's. Benoit puts Devon in the crossface. Bubba lets Devon suffer for a bit until he decides to drop kick Benoit off him. Uh, Dembo, uh, D- Devon, Devon with a reverse face buster. Devin lifts. Dudley, Devin Devon. Dudley. Yep. Uh, basically, it's like the unless Corey, you know what the move's called? It's like the Scorpion Deathlock. It's called but, a spine buster. But he lifts him up and slams him. Oh, oh you mean the Bubba bomb? No, the Bubba bomb is him doing the, the full Nelson and then jumping yeah, up yeah, in the yeah. air. So uh, what is it? Say it again. It's the Scorpion Deathlock, the drop. Okay, so he, oh yeah, so like that, and he lifts him up. They had so many names for it. Yeah, and Jarrah always calls it the three D. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, any any move that they do, it's called that. It's called three D. It was almost the final curtain. Yeah, Yeah, final curtain. Yeah, it was. It's reminiscent to the final curtain. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, Jam Ross up until they left would routinely call it the three D. Well. Greatest announcer of all time. Bubba does the Bubba bomb to Benoit. <laughs> Dudley hits the Dudley's uh, the hit. Dudley's hit the Dudley device. It's AK the they the call it the, it's the Doomsday device. It's the double D, not the three D. Yep. What's diners driving the dives? Hey, uh, on angle for two. Uh, Devon is fighting with the ref as so Bubba tries to lift Angle up for the three D, but then Angle decides to slip. Off him, like he falls to the ground, and then Bubba picks him up and then hits a the Bubba cutter. Like it was supposed to be like the 3D. He lifts him up, 
but he leaves him up, and then Angle like slips and falls to the ground. It was uh, hits him with a diamond cutter. Yeah, bubble cutter, candy cutter. Uh, Ref is still it's fighting. Candy can cutter, my bad. Yeah, candy cutter, dude. Uh, Ref is still fighting with Devon to get to the out of the ring. Shane gets in the ring and hits a flying elbow on top of Bubba for. Uh, Bubba goes for the splash in the corner, but uh, to angle, but angle pulls the ref in front. We get a ref bump. Dudley's hit the 3D on Benoit. The ref is still down. Dudley's go for the tables, but Big Show comes out and knocks Steve on and choke slams Bubba. Shane puts Benoit on top of Bubba as the ref ref wakes up for the three count. Remember, like two months ago, where nobody could touch the referees and it was kind of nice because they had some authority. Yeah, yeah, that shit's out. Yeah, we're done with that now. Let's go back to the just beating the fuck out of him for no goddamn reason and just It's because we need the cat over here as commissioner. God. I got to be the greatest. Got to be the greatest. Uh we go back I to I don't care about no Trisha Triple H and Stephanie and Curtis. Get that crap out of here. I'm here to book hardcore matches, baby. Ratings, ratings, baby. Speaking of Triple H and Stephanie, uh once again Triple H is telling Steph that Lita won't get her hands on her. Stephanie's like, well, if they get in the ring, maybe she could learn some moves from uh, one Triple H. And Triple H's like, uh, the brings up the spear-like move that Lita does. Uh, double. I think maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, he first like, I agree with Triple H here. Yeah. Yeah. He, at first, he's like, no, we're weird. good. And she's like, no, we have to. So then they do the spot. He brings up, like, hey, if she comes at you, with, like tries to take you down from your legs, put her in her chokehold. Again, she, Correct. Shows shows uh, shows her. Watch the same move any weekend on UFC. Front yep. face, it's a cho- beautiful counter. Front <laughs> face choke out as Triple H shows, and she act, he accidentally chokes her. She yeah, does it to him. Guillotine, sir. Bless you. She didn't use the safe word. Yeah, uh, that's a safe word. All events. That's a safe word. Stephanie does. Then she's like, you know, can you show me that move you tried to teach Trish? And here he's absolutely correct. He's like, <laughs> he's like no, 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 no. You you don't need to know what to do. And she's like, okay, fine. So he shows her the hammerlock move. And Triple H is like, you know, you got to do it like this, but you, you're taller. And what does that mean? I hated that. I only hated it from experience, though. Because <laughs> it's true. This was so, it was written so true. It's like nothing. I I totally get him. Nothing. Yeah. I just you're taller. It's, you're taller. You're taller than she is. That's all. The I move meant. is different. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, now bend over and then grab here, Trish. I mean Stephanie. I'm nervous. I'm sorry. And she barges out of the room. They were so they I'm both so good here. Oh, she was fantastic. They were the whole so good. It's weird to have like sympathy on Triple H. You're like, damn man. And he for, literally did nothing wrong. He is just getting the short end of all of this. And his, he probably was like, "This is this is revenge for the, all those times she yelled out Vince while we were fucking." <laughs> I'm sorry, yelled out Shane. <laughs> She's never thought about that. No, oh, he has. Oh, he didn't. Sure, guys. He's still the, in the family. <laughs> guys, the hoes are in the arena. How? Who had the women? in? Explain this to me. Right? The hoes are in the arena. It wasn't Godfather letter. At some point, they apparently realized that, and at some point, Lawler says they bought a ticket. I'm like, no, they didn't. Somehow. You're a liar, sir. Then we get a moment to go what we just watched between Triple H and Steph again, and then Stephanie leaves in a limo. I actually wish that Lawler had said, well, I gave him tickets. Yeah, it wouldn't have made sense. I I let him in. I let him in. I I love the hoes. Yeah. That would have made all the sense in the world. Yeah. So... 
Stephanie leaves, so we have another predicament. But we're going to go to the ring for a right to censor promo. Hell yeah, we are. As they have the right to bear arms, the right... Although I don't know who wants a pair of bear arms. Right? To, uh... I support the right to arm bears. Yeah. Free speech. No. Yeah. No, I've I'm, seen clips. I'm for it. I've seen I'm clips. I'm for it. Bad idea. Uh, the right... Have you ever seen that clip? No. There is a clip someone had... Uh, from when people were hunting and something happened, but somehow one of the bears got the guns. My God. For it. And the gun, he was like, she was shooting it off. And we're like, yeah, that's all we need is bears, <laughs> bears with guns. Oh, so now everybody's in favor <laughs> now, of gun control. Yeah. Now the bears have them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? No. Well, I'm not getting Thoughts in. and prayers. I'm not God damn it. In, I'm not getting into the gun control bullshit. Yep. I just, uh, I'm saying anybody who can rip you apart with their bear, with their arms don't, doesn't need ammo to yeah, help. Come on. Come on, bears. Uh, and yeah, Rick Steiner has a gun. So you tell me who's right here. Uh, we have also the right to religious freedom, the right to... Uh, Sky bullshit. Sky Daddy. The, the right, uh, the fight, uh, hang on. That changes about a year from now, but, you know. Yeah. And the right to censorship. Uh, as Stephen tells the hoes that they should leave. But did you guys notice this? Uh, what? The, we, we get to the security trying to tell the hoes to leave because the hoes jumped the barrier. How dare they? Right? But a fan. Do <laughs> they got savages in here? <laughs> no, a fan decides to jump in the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we saw that. I didn't see that. They tried. Well, they they, they were pretty they, damn good with the camera work. They camera worked the hell out of it. As AK, they kept the camera on the hose as they were trying to leave. So they Unlike they Nitro, ran in. They ran in on Charles, right? Yeah, yeah. They ran in on the Godfather. Bold fucking move, sir. <laughs> I, no, be honest. Look, look. It's it's, <laughs> God, it's good do, father. I don't know if I'm going to run in Blue Buchanan either. I don't want to do Bull or <laughs> Steven. Yeah. Steven. Steven's crazy. Yeah, Steven's nuts. Yeah, so, Steven's like, why Char- do you run in on the right of center? <laughs> the Godfather uh, character sucks. But that's can, the guy famously who Jr. had him with him when he had to tell Ahmed Goldust to go to kiss him. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you don't fuck with Charles Wright. <laughs> yeah, Charles Wright will beat your little fucking ass. That's like my favorite story. Like that's how you know that's a badass right there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I I noticed at the come with me. I noticed at the very last second of like the fan going underneath the ring. I'm like, why are you running that's into a all bold three moves, sir? And then uh, unlike and, Nitro, where they would show the ref choking the fuck out of the uh, out of the fan. But what they do is you don't see anything. But then they cut back to when they cut. But you can see the security guard like yeah. they're like holding the guy down, and the crowd's going crazy. Yeah, um, <laughs> the hoes aren't that over. The pro hoes, <laughs> the pro hoes. They would do everything in their power to choose the right way and do everything good. They say if anyone has a problem, they can come out. APA comes uh, comes out. Um, they uh, Bradshaw says that they've got some rights that they can do. The right that they can drink a lot of beer. The right that they can uh, consent with half-naked women, and the right to kick their ass. It's true. They're all, those are all rights. Yeah. Kind of privileges, really rights. So our next match and our fourth match yeah, okay, yeah. of the night is splitting hairs. The next match is a another <laughs> tag match. Play it. The Good Father and Bull versus the APA. APA. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you bring that fan back down to the ring right now yeah. and throw him in? Right. You're a special ref now. Yeah, go ahead. Ref bump. I got an idea. <laughs> uh, APA with a double spine buster onto uh, Bull. Good at uh, the uh, good and Bull. I'm going to call him good. Uh, good father and Bull double suplex Farouk. Uh, Bull jumps and Farouk catches him and hits him with a power slam for the win. 
after the match, though, right to censor beats up the APA. Yeah, that's a tough. That's a that's a ring full of tough men right there. Yep, stiff ass match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then, guys, we go to the Republican National Convention as the <laughs> WWF is there because, guys, we have 14 million eligible voters that watch their product. Um, um, okay. This was all such bullshit. Linda, they, yeah. They decided that they, only they, could get young people voting. And then they pulled a number out of their ass. Yep. And decided that there were 14 million WWF fans not set up to vote. Impossible. This company <laughs> would never just pull a random number out of their ass to for make, over to make 50 a statement. Years. Well, that was true. Uh, 93,000. <laughs> for 50 years. Uh, it is such bullshit. But yeah, Linda McMahon's there as uh, they're there to help support, get the young vote. That they're, they're, and this was actually the Democratic, Joe, not the Republican. No, it was a Republican. It was Republican. No, that was Thursday. Smackdown. It's no. the same convention. Same it's the convention. Republican. The Democrat hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's the oh. Republican National Convention. It's the Republican. They bring it up. It's, it's, al- it's always that. first. No. Uh, get the shit out of the way. Yeah. And then get the other shit. The, 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 yeah, WWF, Republican. the WWF will be at both events. Because it's like four fucking days long. I'm not sure what I bet they had, to, they had to talk Vince into doing the Democratic one, too. Uh, actually, probably not. No? It's bad PR if you only do one. Yeah. You're, the, it's real bad. Not to mention his it's old buddy Trump PR. was a Democrat. Back then, so. Oh, you don't bring that up. Weird. Let's go to our next match, and guys, it's our first singles match of the night. Ooh, where's tag action? Oh. World Tag Team Federation. What are we doing? Monday Night Tag. Uh, it's Rikishi versus Taz. Well, that's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll Rik- be honest. I've soured on Rikishi a bit. It's There's nothing wrong with him. It's just the gimmick. It's like, all right. I guess He's, he's uh, fat and he dances. Yeah, I mean, he's fat, and he sticks his ass in people's face, and he dances. That's it. That's, yeah. We should go back to Arm Bears, though. <laughs> <laughs> Against Rikishi? By God, Whatever. he got a gun. <laughs> nah, I can't. I don't want to get into it, because I don't want to derail us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they meet up halfway, uh, meet at the ramp, and they fight. Rikishi goes for the stink face, but Taz low blows him. Taz goes for a sunset flip, but Rikishi just falls on Taz. Ouch. Taz hits the corner splash and then hits, um, or Rikishi hits the corner splash and does a stink face onto Taz. Um, after that, for some reason, uh, Teddy Long and Rikishi talk, allowing Taz to take off the top turnbuckle, which Rikishi, uh, Taz throws Rikishi into. Taz then puts the Taz mission on, but Rikishi is able to fight that off by doing a Samoan drop for the win. After the match, Too Cool comes out and they all dance. Do you ever hear things that you know you didn't hear, but you thought you heard them, so you go off on a tangent in your head? Yep. I thought you said he put the transmission in, so all of a sudden I'm seeing Taz as like a mechanic, and he's fixing some old truck somewhere. Yeah, he basically wears that jumper. Yeah, checks right. out. Uh, man, Taz is really too short to be trying to put that on Rikishi. Yeah. He had to struggle to get that move on. I can't decide if the new look... Yeah, or hinders Taz. Taz has uh, like sweats on now. Yeah, sweats running on the top. pants. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a mechanic. Feels like he's not trying. That's no, what it feels like. It feels like neither side is trying. Well, I feel it's like they aren't believing in him, and he's not believing in them. But the contract's there, so I'm getting a paycheck. 
Whatever. Yeah, Polly's not paying me, so. Yeah, mm. these checks aren't bouncing. <laughs> Let's go backstage with uh, one Mick Foley. It looks like he's in a large bathroom for his commissioner office. Uh, Triple H comes in and Foley apologizes to Triple H. He didn't want that to happen between him and Steph. Triple H says that he's here for business, and without Steph, the match should just be postponed. And Foley's like, fair request. Foley's like, I can't do that. Well, so Triple H is like, well, fine, I'll take them both on. And Triple H is like, you know what? I'll te- have you in a tag match show, but you're going to be teaming with Trish. God damn it. I love how Foley, I love how they have Foley like, not forget what Triple H did to him. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck with you all the time. Uh, yep. like, and it's great because Triple H can't say anything about it because he's like, he fucking knows why he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so great. Uh, we go back to the Republican National Convention. It's Cole saying that WF is on a, on a binary tour and will be at both conventions and want any fans to vote. And then I, in my notes, I have, weird that they don't do it for current day elections. Not just me. Uh, they, it was crazy about this. It's weird watching Michael Cole. Like they don't do it for them. Because this is what he did before WWE. Yeah, this is actually, I mean, he was so a he's, reporter. He's uh, really good at this part. Because he's not being told what to say. He can just report. And he's really good at it. And it's just like, I'm just saying, like, I blows my mind that they didn't do it for this year's or the one well, before. It's Trump. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want fucking, they weren't bipartisan. Was Obama the last one they did anything for? Yeah. And even then, it, it was, was Obama the, and McCain was the last was one. It was the, they were. like, lookalike student stupid shit. Yeah. 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 Uh, we get a recap of Heat. Because they've stopped pretending that they're bipartisan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that bitch was in his fucking cabinet, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a recap of heat of China taking on Val for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Saturn comes out, tags China. So our next match, it's Eddie Guerrero and China versus Saturn with Terry and Val Venus. I don't get it. All the talent in the world, and those two are fighting for the Intercontinental title. There's your tag match, Corey. We're back. Hey. Well, are we done with China yet? It's not exactly. I, I, no, unfortunately. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's not exactly the rock and rolls of midnights, but okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's that I'm starting to uh, flourish. You know, I'm just trying to get. I'm kind of getting done here with China. Um. Uh, Saturn Val hit a double backbreaker on China. Saturn accidentally hits Val off the apron. China puts Saturn in a sleeper and then hits a jawbreaker. Eddie with the Northern Light suplex. Eddie hits a twisting Hurricane Rana. It's on Raw, so I can say it on Saturn for the win. Uh, Eddie saved it when he was spinning all over Saturn because he was trying to hit get the, like the head scissors and stuff, and he saved it to hit the Hurricane Rana for the win. Uh, commentary once again brings up guys. I don't think you're Corey. I think you're wrong. They do have 14 million eligible voters. Uh, we we'll, we go back and it's cold in the arena. They're in holds uh, 93,000 people in this one on Raw. Uh, yep, uh, they're at. They go back to the convention with Linda being interviewed by Cole, just talking about what she's done for the day. Then we go uh, to WWF New York with Dean Malenko getting hand jobs underneath the booth by both women who are sitting next to him. Wrong, walk me up there. He's not <laughs> wrong. I think those are the Nitro girls. I think they're double booked. Kidman was like, "I'm done with them. You can do what you want." Like it, it's just the way they were sitting. It's just oh, like I them know. sitting, like him, him in the middle. I'm like. Dude's getting handies, right? It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. And he's like, drinks on the, on the house, ladies. And for blowjobs, you'd be unemployed. We go back to Triple H in his it's locker room. under the table. <laughs> we go back to Triple H in the locker room getting ready <laughs> as Trish comes in, but Triple H instantly kicks her out and blames her for everything. He's not wrong. Poor Trish. She didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. 
Poor Triple H. She just happens to be an attractive woman. Trish is a Trish is a wench. She's being uh, manipulated in this whole marriage. She's a, she's a home wrecker. She's breaking up a happy marriage. Oh, please, a happy marriage. There yeah, we go. I bet. I bet. Our next match. Our next match is Big Show versus Kane. However, Big Show attacks Kane Wait. before the match. We don't get a match. Thank uh, you. Kane throws <laughs> Show into the steps. Kane is going to choke slam uh, Shane. But Angle and Benoit come out. All, uh, all four men jump Kane until the Dudleys come out. Uh, so, no match there. Uh, we see Triple H and Trish headed to the ring as Triple H is telling her to get away from her. <laughs> from him. So our main get event... away from me, buxom winch. Our main event, it's... You know, take old biddies and go over there. Our next main, our main event is Triple H and Trish Stratus versus Lita and The Rock. Triple H does his pose... At the top when his entrance and then Trish stands next to him and he's like, "Go <laughs> away!" Like, Watch in front of him. It's it's really funny. <laughs> I like it. Then uh, he just like is angrily pouring water on himself. <laughs> he's like, he's just pissed already. It's just like, "Go <laughs> away!" Um, once again, another huge crowd pot for the when the rock comes out oh, and it's just like, goddamn. Well, here, but he, they did it perfect this time. You announce that he's in the match. If you bring him out for the match, there's no rock promo. There's no, you know, don't I, kill the. I was fine with that for a week. I mean, you don't want to go without rock promos every week for sure. Yeah. But you can, you can, you can miss a week in a row. Yeah. Uh, Lita takes Trish down. Uh, Lita runs off the ropes and Triple H grabs her. I'm uh, sure they got one after the show. <laughs> yep. Uh, rock clotheslines Triple H. Earl's turning the rock to get out of the apron. Uh, Lita's going to go for a power bomb, but Triple H comes in and clotheslines Lita. Trish with the bulldog on Lita. Triple H knocks Rock off the apron, and Triple H is going for the pedigree. Pedigree on Lita, pedigree. but the Rock gets in and clotheslines Triple H. Underhook facebuster. Uh, rock goes for the people's. Rock goes for the people's elbow on, uh, but Trish jumps on his back and uh, scratches his eyes. Triple H goes for the pedigree, pedigree. Uh, but Rock, but the Rock fights out of it and springboards Triple H onto Trish in the corner. Rock then spinebusters Trish. Uh, Rock, Crowd fucking loses it, right? Rock uh, tags in Lita. Triple H and Rock fight on the outside. Lita hits a moonsault for tr- on Trish for the win. After the match, Triple H stands over Trish, yelling at her, yelling at her. You lost this match. You lost us. it. You buxom winch. You Rock, don't know what to work. Rock goes around by announce table, picks up a chair, sneaks up behind Triple H, whacks him in the back, and Triple H falls face first onto Trish's crotch. While Triple H's crotch is they're sixty nine, Joe. Yes, they are. They're in the north south position. Yes, they are. Fans. They're Kenny and Don. They're <laughs> they're Donnie and Marie. <laughs> That's true. Unfortunately, Jesus. oh um, god, this is and that's how we end raw, and that's, that's how we end raw. Rock, yeah, Rock laughing his ass off. Yeah. Rock, total fucking heel dick. Rock is <laughs> just taking taking the picture of Hogan, baby, from eighty four. Right, the best heel in business since eighty four. <laughs> first of all, the match is over. Why grab the chair? There's no need for it. You're not feuding with Triple H. Goes in. First of all, him. sir. The Rock is always feuding yeah, with yeah. Triple H. Even Today, The Rock is feuding with when Triple Rock's H. When Rock's not feuding, Fair he's point. feuding. Fair point. Uh, and then the whole world wanted to be Triple H for a while. Oh, wouldn't throw it away. Um, everybody remembers you know. that. That's one of the more memorable like moments from 2000 Raw. No way they could do it on SmackDown, so. No. No. 
They can't say the word ass on SmackDown. Well, guys, what was the better show? Oh, Raw. Raw. Raw, yeah. Nitro was fucking abysmal. Well, Jesus Christ. Indeed. I personally, and yet, not the worst show they put on this week. No. Take away, I mean, Nash and Steiner are always entertaining to me. But take away Storm and Jarrett, and this is some dire shit right now for me. Steiner's entertaining for me. Nash, I'm hit or miss on. I don't mind what I'm seeing right now from Nash. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cool with Nash. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go with the uh, ratings. Uh, last week, WCW got two point eight, or WWF got six point two. This week, WCW got two point seven, while WWF got a six point four. So let's go to our favorite part of the show, the award show. <laughs> Start off with best match. Wasn't a whole lot of great ones. I'm gonna go with the main event for that memorable ending, and it had a crowd heat behind it. So I'll go with Rock and Tri- uh, Rock and uh, Lita against Trish the mixed and, tag. and uh, Triple H and then I went 69 and Trish. Sting and Jarrett. I enjoyed that too. Yeah. Um, I, I been, if the main event had wrestled the the perfect event, then you know, huh. open and shut case <laughs> without yeah. without. Question. Um, I'm going main event as well. Fun raw? For, for all, yeah. Uh, Jabroni match of the week. Hancock versus Major Guns. There it yes, is. Yes, sir. Fuck this. I, I concur. I agree. Who is your MVP? Chris Benoit for me. Okay. Got over on his opponents. Won his match. You know what? Yep. Triple H. I was going Triple H myself as well. The way he's selling the... It's a new way to do it. Yep. The, <laughs> he, uh, the way he's selling the, uh, you know, the... Everything. The mistakes. He apologizes yeah. and he just... It's that weird thing that you feel bad for him, even though he's the heel. You know what I mean? It's like that storyline. Like, you feel bad for him yeah. that the, he's like... He's the heel, but he's in these... He is in shitty situations, but he's right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I did this right. I did this the right way. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you fucking asshole. But Triple H is my MVP. Who is your motive? Interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's purely storyline based. Stephanie McMahon. She's had a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, things aren't going too well for her. Yeah. Oh. Marriage is on the rocks. Oh, no. Marriage is on the rocks, baby. If that's the way you want it, baby. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, mine is. Uh, we built this city. Sorry. On rock and roll, on rock and Lita. Um, I'm, there's a lot to pick from for me, so I'm trying to weed out the. Yeah. I guess my Moadib is Booker T. Damn, it's the world champion. It's just the, they're they're at the same time they're shoving him down our throats, but <clears throat> but at the same time booking him like a kind of a wuss. Yeah. If Stevie Ray and Sting weren't here to take care of things, eh, it's, yeah, you're, you're kind of killing them at the same time shoving them down our throats, dog. Booker T for me. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> like, where, where are you going to go, Joe? Where are you going <laughs> to... Hmm. I don't know. Dude, you coward, say The Rock. 
don't be a coward. I don't want to be a coward. How would he be the most? <laughs> I don't know. I'll see you do it. <laughs> can I, can I, I really want to know what that fan did in the crowd. Like, uh, nothing. In the ring. nothing is what he did. I know. Like, he got his ass beat is what he did. Opened up a can of hall ass once he saw who was in the ring. Right. Uh, once again, I think my mo dib is uh, I'm gonna go Buff Bagwell. It's always a safe bet. I mean, even if he was on the show, you could just say it. Like, yeah, he probably did something bad. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. He's a piece of shit. So, yeah. Uh, WTF? I, um, can I uh, can I do mine? Oh no. sure, absolutely okay. not. Um, my mo dib. Oh no, my WTF is the fact that on Nitro we had a. Triple threat mm-hmm. tag match. Yep. Then we had a Viagra on a pole match. Then we had a a women's hardcore match. Three. Then we had a straight jacket match. Four. And then we had a heavyweight title that it was his second match, Sting's second match of the night. So uncensored. We had an uncensored. Yeah. So we had an uncensored Nitro. That's yeah. my WTF. And it didn't reflect in the ratings for a fuck all. Yep. Brother. Uh, you guys? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go. My motive. Or no, my what the fuck? Uh, neither. I mean, WWE's not doing good. Um, so I'm not really super amped for New Blood Rising so far. But it's been a week and a half in terms of TV. And they really haven't done fuck all for SummerSlam either. So I'm not feeling the August this month for the pay-per-view, fellas. Uh, August, so far, August usually sucks. I'm not feeling it at all. Mine is uh, going over to the old WCW, the wrestling. Shocking. Uh, this is another terrible fucking show. I mean, that's two in a row that are just god-awful shows. Uh, Russo needs to go. God-awful shows. I mean, is it... There's not f- even, like, direction in them, like... Am I fair to ask that anybody, anybody would be an improvement over Russo at this point? Yeah, fuck, bring back Bill fucking Watts at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Because there's actual wrestling talent now you could actually do something with. Imagine what Bill Watts would have done with like a Mike Awesome. He wouldn't be going after fat chicks. Not exclusively. I mean, you know, if one happens to be around. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I don't discriminate. That fat chick thriller. Um, but yeah, it's that. Um, this is crazy. This is crazy. Well, this brings it into this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories as we're moving on to the midweek war stories. It's very mid. Pretty mid. <laughs> it's pretty mid. <laughs> That's being nice. <laughs> pretty, pretty mid. But you can go to what is not mid is you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, everything that Corey does. That's also not so mid. Well, it's fully erect. Fully. I'm like Demolinger under that table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies, come on down. Wow, wow. I'll have, have my martini shaken, not stirred. You know how, by the way, you know how Corey, you know what Corey does when he's getting two handies? He's listening to us on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and you can okay. listen, to, and you can listen to us on Spotify, and you can also listen to us wherever. You listen to your podcast. 